Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, what's up, people? And Connor's here, too. You always sound so dejected when you get to that part. <laughs> just, just utterly You should hear him say when you're not here. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, pure relations. <laughs> yeah. He uh, gets out like the party poppers as a little celebration. Yeah, and also your button stays on the entire time, which is a big, uh, big, big fun thing for me. This button here, this big thing here that goes on the corner uh, of the screen. The fact that I can experience empathy means that I don't like that anymore. Because <laughs> when you have a button, it's not funny. Let's do a test. No. <laughs> no, that's still funny. Okay, uh, we talk about DC Comics on this show. Uh, coming up on this week, uh, a week four, this is. Uh, we always talk about weeks ones, two, threes, and fours, and the occasional week five, uh, basically because obviously comics come out every Wednesday, and we kind of. DC have a very strict schedule where they, you know, the, the same books typically come out, you know, barring the odd little delay. Uh, come out each and the sort of the week one is the same each month and so on um so this is a week four which has become kind of a weird week because a lot of us have dropped different books and we have a kind of a weirder i was just sort of noticing it as i was reading through them like this week is like week four has kind of changed and become a, a a unique kind of entry in the month but uh we have detective comics 963 action comics 986 the flash 29 batgirl number 14 teen titans number 11 hal jordan and the green lantern core number 27 the Hellblazer, number 13, because Tim Seeley's on that book now, and uh, Connor decided to check that out, because he likes Hellblazer, and Tim Seeley, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, also, Matt read Batman Beyond 11. Uh, I was basically questioning whether or not to drop that last month, and then I went to consider reading it this month, and went, eh, I don't really want to. So, so there you go. So Matt will talk about it this, this month. Uh, but then we have a new mini uh, to talk about. Issue 1 of Nightwing The New Order came out, um, and then we have Batman The Shadow number 5, uh, me and Matt have been reading that, so uh, that's, like I say, so we've got a couple of minis that are out of continuity, and then there's like a few books that only two or one of us have read, it's kind of a weird week in that sense, but hey, uh, so here we are. Uh, we do have some, uh, some news though, uh, we had solicits this week, so we've got a few other things to talk about, uh, but I'll be, I'll be nice first. Hey, Connor. How was your week? It was not bad. It's well, it's been nice. Uh, I've been and had some food, so I'm in a good mood. Ah, oh, that's nice. Uh, weather was nicer, but it started to get warmer again the last yeah, couple of days. Yeah, it got a bit too too warm now. But yeah. but this is it. I, I usually I do these on an empty stomach, and I'm kind of like waiting to go and get food. But I've just eaten, so I'm good. Lovely, lovely. Um, Matt, how was your week? Eh, not too bad. My brother's in town, so that's always an experience. We went bowling last night. I'm oh, not good. Not good. Yeah. Did, did you use the bumpers? Did you? Yeah. No, no bumpers. I have pride. Oh, he used he used the little ramp. <laughs> he used the little ramp. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> Only uh, bumpers if you got the ramp. I imagine using the ramp. I would actually do better than having the bumpers. I think just because. Physics and whatnot, you know. I remember when I was a kid and I used the bumpers. I actually started to use them in my tactics, like so to yeah, yeah. 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 It, it became more of like a game of air hockey than it did a game mm-hmm. of bowling. Yeah. They have bumper bowling, like where you can do that. 
you know? That sounds fun. Yeah. Oh. And because the scoring's a little bit different than, you know, because, of course, it's much easier to knock them all down when you have the yeah. bumpers up. And you, you can't really get nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, my elbow really hurts. That's been aggravated by weightlifting and throwing a 12-pound ball down an alley all night. Not the best thing for it. So, yeah. But I'm working through to talk about comics. That's the important part. That was the important part. That was the important part. You need that shoulder to turn those pages. Yeah. Um, In terms of either Netflix or Amazon putting out stuff at the weekend to take up all my time, um, this weekend we have The Tick from Amazon, which I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Uh, Me and Connor are halfway through reviewing that right now. Uh, We finished Defenders earlier in the week. You can go check out those reviews on the YouTube channel. it was okay. It was, you know, had yeah, some fun stuff. Yeah, I think last week when we did this review, we were we were pretty positive where yeah. we were at that point in the season. Actually, yeah, we were. Th- I think we were three episodes in when we recorded the review. Uh, we recorded the podcast yeah, three, last week. Three or four. Yeah, uh, whereas now obviously we finished it, and it's like, yeah, it's fine. Some missed opportunities though. Didn't it, quite reach the heights like, that could have. I guess if you're watching all the other Netflix shows, you kind of have to watch it because I mean, if you're watching any of the other Netflix shows, you kind of have to watch it. Um, I'm five in, and so far I, I much enjoy all the characters well, outside of Daredevil I, I think more than really on the original shows. Up until like the last episode, and then it kind of you, make, you kind of realize things that didn't happen. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you don't like Daredevil, Matt? Is that what you just said? No, no, no. Like, so Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, all you know, on their respective shows. Like, I like them, but well, Iron Fist. Let's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no positivity on that one. No. But uh, you know, on on the defenders, all the characters I think are used to their potential. But Daredevil is always up there because I really enjoy out of all of those. It it is you really know. nice seeing them always tell Danny that he's shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that was my favorite running thing throughout the season. Is that any time someone tells Danny he's an idiot oh. or that he's a shit iron fist, and, every, every, and that's how does it. When the famous grumpy guy says it. Too, like it means that much more just because that's his opening salvo. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I guess we'll talk about news things. Um, yeah, so, let's do that. so we had we had solicits, um, and of course we knew Doomsday Clock was coming in mm-hmm. in November, uh, but we don't we now know the date and all the rest of it. So it's coming on November twenty second. Uh, the reason why I think that's important is because I just talked about how weird and disjointed a week week four was. Well, now we're going to have Doomsday Clock on week four. So what? What an amazing yeah. way to end most months. Yeah, that's, that's, not, not not November because there's a week five. Well, sure, but most months. Yeah, for most months, that's actually it should they stay on schedule and hit week four every month, uh, which I'd hope they would. Uh, given that the plan and having it last a year, it's twelve issues, I, of course. I imagine, you know, he's been drawing it for a while. I'd hope so. Wouldn't surprise me if he's been like doing pages for this ever since the Rebirth one shot. <laughs> And yeah. the, the, the last the thing. thing I've even seen, he stopped doing the, the variant covers for, was it Action or was it Superman? Action. For Action, yeah. And that was, that was back in like April. Yeah. Right, so if he's been working, he's been, I've not seen him do anything since that. Yeah. Here's hoping, uh, here's hoping, keep that schedule. He's pretty consistent as well, so his other, you know, single issues, there's a delay here and there, but I think he has enough lead time now. Yeah. So it's, I'm very excited. This is uh, Gary Frank, Frank we're talking about, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one actually said his name. In case people don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's done the art for Doomsday Clock, which, of course, if, if you know, if this is your 
first episode of this show, Doomsday Clock, is the, the big actual 12-issue event that's going to bring Doctor Manhattan and the Watchmen and Superman clashing together. That's what Rebirth's right. been building to all this time that's happening. So it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Uh, it gives us a big main event for the end of each month uh, for a whole year. Uh, and who knows what will be beyond that. Uh, so in terms of... I, I didn't actually do a lot of the part ones. I just I pulled out one that I thought was a bit more interesting, mainly because it was teased last week in Batwoman. And that's the Detective Comics arc that's going to be starting in November in issue 969 uh, called Follow the Batman. Uh, the reason why I thought this was interesting was because obviously we've seen, you know, that, that issue about women was set in this weird future where all these things had changed. And we talked about how maybe this is going to be like a Days of Future Past type story for Batman in Gotham mm-hmm. City. And I think it's interesting that this description doesn't actually sound anything like that. Or anything even like that was in that Batwoman issue. So obviously it's going to develop into something like that, but we... But it's, it starts off yeah. differently. So, uh, follow the Batman Part 1. Everyone in Batman's orbit is broken somehow, some more than others. For Clayface, keeping the pieces of his psyche together has been a years-long struggle, and it's oh, a war no. we may be about to lose. What? I just don't know. That's the worst-case scenario. <laughs> uh, Basil. So, some Clayface focus, which is cool. He's kind of juicing focus, since we've had focus for yeah. most other members yeah. by this point. Uh, and as the team tries to pull itself back together, the enemies have learned something from Batman's newfound spirit of cooperation, and they have formed a cabal of their own. So as soon as we're getting a team of villains to take on the Bat family. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Like you said, it doesn't sound like quite what was teased. But... No, which makes me wonder if like the villains end up doing something that sends someone to the future. Like, you know, like... Yeah. One of the... I don't know who the villains are, they're not said, but... <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. I was just going to say, it was, I think it was really interesting that we had that issue of Batwoman last week, because obviously that was before mm. these solicits, so we knew what to expect, and it also changed my perspective while reading this week's issue of Detective Comics as well. Yep. Like, I think it was a really smart placement for when that issue came out. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I, I think, yeah, because this solicit's actually a lot more... In- I mean, it sounds fine, like it sounds like a fun... I, you know, but but I'm literally but... going, uh, so how do we get to that? Yeah, so... Curious, curious. All, all I know is that Detective Comics are telling the best action or action comics. Big, big swing in best X Men comics going right now because a cabal of Bat villains coming together to take on the Bat family. Boy, it sounds like a brotherhood. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm almost half surprised they didn't call it the 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 Brotherhood of Evil Batman or something like that. Right. It just wouldn't shock me, or maybe yeah. evil vigilantes. Maybe maybe Batman's too on the nose. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, I, I like how the internet's rebelling against Matt because he's saying the wrong things. So it's starting to mm-hmm. break up mid sense. Um, and then last thing from the regular parts of the solicits. Again, not a whole lot because obviously we had announcements before of the of the main new things that were coming. Uh, but Green Arrow is uh, seems to be going once a month starting in November. So. Oh man. That's a bit of a shame. Because we've been enjoying the, the the pacing on it, but yeah. who do you, do you know who's on our on that issue? Oh, I don't have the actual solicits in front of me. I just have the notes. Part, part of me is hoping that it means we can have Freya full time. Nope, yeah. it looks like it's Jamal. Can't nope, Eleanor. Can't no, That was the <laughs> my computer is rebelling against me right now. <laughs> don't agitate it, Matt. Don't agitate it. I'm not. So Green Arrow thirty four. Uh, it's Jamal Campbell. Jamal Campbell. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. Uh, makes me wonder if the other artists are going elsewhere for other books. As long as Fry is on something somewhere. Yeah. 
I, I need to, to to have that consistently. What if he's on Red Hood? Don't do that. You'd read it for for that, though, wouldn't you? <sighs> no. You'd, you'd consider no. it. No, no. Lob, you can Lob, see it on Matt's face. He'd consider it. Lob, no, Lobdell is like he—he's such a negative. He cancels out just about any positive on the art side. That's fair. Because even now, the art in that book, or up to where I am, is pretty solid. Hmm. Because he gets good artists. It's art like, alone won't make me check out a book. Very so. rarely for me. There's like one or two artists where it's like, yeah, I'll do it. Hmm. So the other big thing, of course, that they hadn't announced in advance was uh, the annuals that we're going to be getting. Because obviously November's a, a week fiver. So we have a bunch of annuals coming out on the fifth week. And it's actually t- it's actually quite a busy week. Like, week five, like next week is a week five. And we're going to have very little to talk about outside of our, our uh, trade paperback, which is Green Arrow Year One, if you've forgotten. And uh, obviously, if you want to read that and so you can join in the conversation, you can do. Uh, but, so... I'll say this right now: the the vote that we have for, for the patrons for to pick the the week five book that we're you know trade or graphic novel that we do, uh, that those will intentionally all be in the shorter side because this is actually a very busy week five. Uh, we have four annuals, two prestige books that are issue ones. It's actually five annuals, but none, none of us read JLA, so at least we get to small mercies, yeah. eh? Ignore that one. Made that made that mistake. Yeah. So so that's the thing, and actually, I mean. Last year we did it. I think this year we might not because it's such a busy week five. Like, under any other month, I'd have said, yeah, we'll do the new talent showcase issue too. Why not? Because it's because it's on a week five. The, the problem is, there's stories in it I really want to check out. Oh, so, like, so, so some of us I mean, might I, read I, it. I think I'll be reading it. They put out the cover and, you know, they said, like, like there's, a, there's a Dr. Fate Oh, don't worry, Connor. There. I've got the solicits here. I've got oh, all, okay. all, I've got all these much. ready to go. Uh, so first up, we have Aquaman Annual number one. So... Uh, my guess is skip out on that one because he's not been reading Aquaman, but uh, mm. me and Connor should be checking that out. Uh, it's actually it's got a different writer though. Uh, it's Philip Kennedy Johnson who's written it. Um, so I mean, it sounds like it could theoretically be skippable, even if you are reading. I it. I do often skip annuals that are by different writers. I have to be honest. However, uh, th- this is this got an interesting kind of plot. It kind of sounds like a, an Aquaman Black Mercy. I don't think Black Mercy is actually what's in it, but. It kind of sounds like that, that kind of story for Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman's dream of unity between the surface and the sea has come true. A utopia of human and Atlantean ingenuity. Ingenuity? Ingenuity. And ingenuity. Yes, ingenuity. Uh, and a symbol of harmony between the two cultures. Uh, the city of Crownspire is Arthur Curry's greatest achievement. There, Aquaman, Mira and Tom Curry live in content. But who built Crownspire? Where is Mark, and what exactly is Tom Curry? Not who is Tom Curry, what is Tom Curry? Okay. So, oh, that's interesting. Sounds, sounds like a weird dish that I probably wouldn't eat. <laughs> Tom Curry? No, it sounds like the doppelganger of Tim Curry. Yeah. Darkest timeline Tim Curry, that's what that is. <laughs> so, which means he always plays a good guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what that means. Uh, we also have Batman Annual Number Two. In fact, this is the this is notable. This is the first Annual Number Two from Rebirth. Mm-hmm. So we're getting Batman Annual Number Two. Tom King is writing it. Uh, the art is by Lee Weeks. Uh, travel back in time and see the early days of the Bat and the Cat. Uh, what was Bruce and Selina's first date? How did this rivalry blossom into romance? And then go right back to being a rivalry again. Tom King reteams with his Batman Elmer Fudd collaborator. Lee Weeks to show as a young love uh, with capes and curls and a little crime fighting too. 
I, I really like Lee Weeks. So that I was already kind of on. But between the two of them, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be checking this out. But I'm, I'm really into the sound of that. Yeah, I, I've liked Tom King's like Batman and Catwoman like sort of stories like this in the main yeah. series. So yeah, I'm, I am more than happy for this one. Um, then we have the Green Arrow annual number one, which was supposed to be next week, but got delayed because it's Christmassy and they thought they'd put it closer to Christmas. Uh, so Christmas time is time for reflection, relatives and revenge. So says Count Vertigo, who returns to Seattle to send Oliver Queen on a violent, mind-bending journey into his own past and future. The hidden secrets of Green Arrow are laid bare in this oversized special that tests the already tenuous bonds between Team Arrow, featuring the long-awaited returns of Shadow, Diggle and the Dark Archer Mer- Merlin. Mer- Merlin! God damn it. Anyway. I, 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 I'll go, you know. Uh, I do think it's interesting that this is delayed, given that you know it says you know the return of these characters. Yeah, it sounds like, and it's Benjamin Percy that's written it, so it's it's definitely uh, you know relative to the overall ongoing right, which, story. Which feels like is this next arc going to feel strange? Because D- Diggle was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, because we, we know Diggle at the minute is off with Merlin. Mm-hmm. Yep. So was he supposed to be in the next arc of the book and it's had to be changed because of this? Well, it depends how this, this ends. I mean, we, we have no idea. If, oh, that's true. Um, Sounds it, like a, a standalone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it, could, it could be like, yeah, it's relevant to what, the overall thing that's going on, mm-hmm. but it's relatively standalone enough that they could just push it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think they would have pushed it if it was, because it was supposed to come out next week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't, I don't think they would have released a Christmas-themed in... In the summer, I think I think what's funny to me is is that Green Arrow's going once a month, but the first month that it's got it's just once there's an annual, so you, we don't even feel mm-hmm. the effect it of it. Kind of makes up for it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I actually think the the annuals for the single shippers feel more special because we get to have like that as double shipping for one month, and it's like oh, we get mm-hmm. an extra one of whatever it is. Speaking of, uh, the next annual is Super Sun's annual number one, uh, which is written by Tomasi, uh, art by Paul Pel- Paul Pelletier. Um, I can speak today. Um, Super Pets Unleashed, the world's furriest team of Crypto and Titus, together at last. (laughs) Tired of the boys, still in the spotlight, the doggy duo lead the Super Sons on a canine-powered epic. And I know Matt is just like foaming at the mouth over there. It sounds incredible. Yep. It sounds good. I'm so ready for this. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. That's the one I'm looking forward to most. Mm-hmm. I agree. Forget, I agree. forget the Batman one. That's that's this is something special. I think Super yeah. Sons is at the top of that list. Uh, but no, so you go. And then there's also Just League of America Annual Number One. I've got the description, but none of us read it, so I don't know if it's even worth uh, mentioning. Um, I'm willing to say no. Not uh, unless you think it sounds particularly interesting. Uh, Slowbo focused. Nope. Pass. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, additionally, obviously it's not outside of Rebirth and all the rest of the main books, but there's an Injustice 2 annual as well, uh, if you're into that series, uh, on November as well. So, a lot of annuals. And then, as mentioned before, we have the New Talent Showcase uh, 2017 number one. Uh, I think I called it number two earlier, but same difference. Uh, so, this has got a bunch of different stories in it. Uh, the latest graduates from the DC Talent Development Workshops show off their skills and stories starring some of DC's greatest architect Architects? Greatest characters. I really can't read today. What what is going on? How the hell did you get to that? That's a completely different word. Like it's not even close. Like, some of the other ones you've messed stuff. It's like oh, at least you've been trying. <laughs> I think I'm trying. I'm just like I-, I think there's an alternate reality bleeding through on my computer. 
and I'm just I'm seeing like a different version of the article. That's that's all. It's like the Bernstein Bears, Bernstein Bears yeah, thing. There you go. There you go. The Mandela yeah. effect. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, in these tales, Poivin. Poivin. <laughs> all right, Alvin, just read this. In these tales, Poison Ivy fights a <laughs> demon. Doctor Fate is confronted by the cost of magic. Red Hood and Duke Thomas. Oh God. Face off in a training day simulation and so much more. They had me until you add Duke and Red Hood together in a yeah, story. Yeah. In... That, that one I can skip, but the how, others, I'm like, I'm down. How can it. I care less? Ugh. Oh, God. Why Poison Ivy? So that's it. Don't you mean Poison yeah. Ivy? Just, just well, for No, Poison Ivy. I don't know who Poison Ivy is. <laughs> it's like a weird cousin. Be long. Oh, uh, uh, dear. Um. On the upside, oh. though, that's the end of the uh, the comic book news. However, before we get to the books, uh, we do have a couple of movie things that I want to bring up. Um, now, obviously, yeah. if you don't care about the movies, you can skip to you know, look at the timestamps, get to the first book. Like you've you got the option because uh, I know, I know some, back. I know some folk. No, not you, Matt. You need to stay here for this. Um, <laughs> but because I know some people don't care about the movie stuff and they just want to like go to the comics, and that's fair. I mean, don't always have stuff to talk about from the movies, but sometimes something will happen that's worth bringing up. Something just stupid enough that we have to mention it. Yes, because I don't think uh, I, I don't think coming into any week, I I come in thinking that I'm, we're going to be talking about two versions of the same thing in development. This week, not one, but two Joker films were announced slash leaked as in development. Ugh. We have one that is a Joker Harley movie, which I'm guessing is set before Suicide Squad. And then the other one is an out of continuity, so we're doing an Elseworld of the Joker, which is a Joker origin story that wouldn't star Jared Leto. First things yeah, first. That, that one's got Scorsese attached to it, so everyone's going, oh, yeah, producing. Yeah, the, no, yeah. no, he's producing. Yeah. But, but right. everyone's going, oh, that means DiCaprio is the Joker. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It, does it really? I, 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 I've not even seen that, uh, so yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's all I'm seeing in reference to that. It's just because his name, just because Scorsese's name's attached, but. I say it's producer. Isn't it the director? There's nothing of... I would want less than Leo DiCaprio as the Joker. Right? Oh, isn't isn't the I don't director? Know, Jared Leto as the Joker. Well, uh, well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, isn't the director of this Joker origin movie that's in development? Isn't it like the guy from The Hangover or something like that? Todd Phillips. But so he has some edge coming from his film school work. He did a documentary about Gigi Allen, who is this super punk rock like underground artist that's very Joker-esque because he was all about chaos and anarchy and whatnot. So I could almost get that, but I don't want a Joker movie. I just don't. Well, I, 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 here's, here's, here's my sort of main point on this, right? I don't really want a Joker standalone movie. However, I have seen how it could be done well, and that's where you still treat him as the villain, but there's no Batman to save them. So it's more like a horror movie, right? I can see how you would do it, and it could be interesting. But here's what I'd never want under any circumstance, under any possible circumstance you could possibly think of, do I ever want the origin of the Joker. Yeah. It's like Unless you do it anthology style. You know, oh, like... I could work. Anthology... Do you know, I, I could see, like, you know, you have a bunch of people telling this, like, you know, the, I think we had uh-huh. it in like, one of the recent Batman annuals in the New 52, you know, where they, they all tell their version of the origin of the Joker. And it's like, yeah, you get, like, five different potential origins, and all of them could be bullshit, but you can kind of pick the one you like. Yeah. Mm. But I don't, I don't give them that much credit, because that's such a risk. 
for for a, a modern audience, you know, like, yeah, you know, mm. I could see us enjoying that, you know, like, going, yeah, see, this is why it works because we don't want the Joker's origin. We like that it's murky and it can be anything and could be a dude that just snapped or this is all just a big, you know, character this guy's playing, but. To the average person that goes to watch that, they're like, oh, no, this is the Joker. And why am I getting five stories about him? You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a good chance that neither of these films will ever actually go into production, right? That is it's very key that they're only in development. Um, and the funny thing is, is that as much as it's easy to overreact and say, oh, I've got two Joker movies in development. The thing is, though, is they probably have tons of things in development that we never even hear about. Like they'll they'll have yeah. like so many things that are at this stage where it's just oh, there's some people who are attached and are kind of like working a story together to maybe pitch to Warner Brothers and kind of thing. So I don't actually think it's actually that big a deal. That said, there is something really sort of eye rolling inducing of just like hearing about two Joker movies like within like two days of each other. Like it was actually <laughs> when the, when the second one popped up, I was like, what another one? What <laughs> Peter? Imagine being me and reading that news. <laughs> All right. I, I think, you know, they say, oh, they, they probably have a lot of things in development. Um, you know, I'm sure they do. But if we're only hearing about a percentage of them and we're hearing about two Joker movies, how many other Joker movies have they got <laughs> at the same stage? <laughs> I, I would hope those other characters may be getting a bit of the... I mean, I'd hope so, but the development did you really cycle? trust Warner Bros.? I don't trust Warner Brothers at this point. No, they they have not shown anything to to convey that they are trustworthy as of yet. Right. Well, Wonder Woman yep. was a good first step, but that's all it well, was. And, it was and Matt Reeves is Batman. Is seeming to come together as a nice step. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah, there was controversy yeah. this week with that as well because someone took a comment he made in an interview out of context. It made it sound like, oh, the Batman's not going to be in the, the movie universe, it'll be separate, but it'll still star Ben Affleck. And then, of course, a couple of days later, he went, no, that's not what I meant. I just meant it would be standalone and not to have be fair, tons of plot. this was only murkied because we had an Elseworlds one leaking that yeah. same week. Yep. If, if we hadn't had that Joker film news, then mm-hmm. no one would have even Probably. taken that at a but second glance. It's worth mentioning, though, that after that, that first article with the interview... Which even that article itself, I don't think was actually trying to like hype that 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 point up too much, but then every other news site on the internet took it and made their headline: Batman movie from director's mouth yeah. is not in the DCEU, and then it became this big thing that everyone was talking about on Twitter right. and everything else. And ah uh, dear, but then a couple of days later, he went on Twitter and said, "No, it's going to be in the universe. It's just going to be." And because I, I even said that when it first popped up, that yeah. it's probably it probably but just means it'll be like, so much credit. It was the article you linked to had this in it. I never read the article. Well, maybe you should read articles before sharing them. <laughs> this is the problem with, with society today. People sharing headlines. I'm this with, I'm with Connor on that one. I Anytime I share something, there's only been a couple times where I'll, I'll share a like a trailer that I didn't have time to watch. This, this, I wanted to get this does not make me any less right. But it makes you a bad person for sharing things you've not read. <laughs> you are the part of the problem. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah. it just gels. Like I read that headline, and I was like, "Well, no," uh, but I've gone the extra like I've taken extra steps to listen to Matt Reeves talk about his Batman movie that he wanted to do. You know, like when he was doing Apes press and whatnot. So, you know, I automatically assumed this is what he meant because yeah. he doesn't want to have to tie in Kryptonians 
in the Amazons into a Gotham movie that's more noir Good. than anything. Yeah. So if, if Warner Bros. actually let him do this, I mean, I mean, he says, "Oh, Warner Bros. have said that to him that they want it to be standalone." Yeah. Maybe they're learning. Which, right. Which this know. is where Maybe. I wanted Batman to go right after Nolan is just to like serialized one-off movies that you know that are just stories. This that is that you can, can have. be part of the bigger world without having to see it all at mm-hmm. once in every movie. I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman got away with it because it was, you know, mostly set in the past, so it didn't yeah. have to reference anything really. Yep. Still managed it, but you know, <laughs> we still yeah. started the movie with emails. Like, um, come on. Okay, well, first book this week is Detective Comics nine six three, James Tenney in the fourth, and Christopher Sebola uh, writing. Uh, Tenney plotted, but Sebola actually did the script, uh, and Carmen Nunez. Uh, Car- sorry, Carmen Nunez uh, Carnero on art. Uh, the, the, the last name there was on a new line. I thought I read two and I was like, nah, I'm quite satisfied. Two names is pretty normal. But there was an old name. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- this was uh, what I would assume is a two-part uh, little story. Because obviously we have the uh, In the Lonely Place of Living beginning yep. next month. So this is... Uh, uh, so we go back to Stephanie, uh, who we met who to met Anarchy and her last little sort of one-hour that we did before the last arc. Yep. Uh, we catch back up with that stuff. There's a little bit of other stuff as well, some Clayface stuff and uh, uh, Batman kind of like stalking or, well, maybe stalking's a bit harsh, but... Uh, yeah, keeping just a, keeping an eye on her. Keeping an eye you on know, Stephanie from afar. Tracking. Yeah. And I feel like I can sort of tell what the emotional beat's going to be at the end of the next issue. Mm. You know, presumably Batman is going to tell Stephanie that Tim's still alive. And... Yep that's going to probably be quite emotional because I think one of the most touching moments of this series so far was after Tim, you know, quote unquote died was their, their hug, uh, after it. Yep. So yeah. her, how she'll take that information, especially when he's lately going to bust in and stop whatever Anarchy is doing to some yeah. degree, uh, like how she'll take that and how that'll affect how she's processing things. Uh, but yeah, so Anarchy, they're, they're basically stopping some, uh, causing some chaos in the monster town which is the sort of where the remains of the monster men uh i like that we have a new area of gotham now that's pretty yep, cool me too. i like it uh in fact that's what clefus is up to he's uh in the sewers like collecting some uh, mutant monsters who, are, who have developed because of uh, some of the remains that have you know been kicking around mm-hmm. uh and he basically captures them by like clefacing around them and then just sort of brings them in sort of in his body that's stuck inside him yeah yeah well, we saw that in in war of jokes and riddles when he brought in, who is it, Kite Man? Oh, true. Yeah. It, it's weirder yeah. though when it's like tentacles and shit that are like. That, that's it. Kite Man was more like fully enveloped around, yeah. whereas this is just you know they're just ah uh, they'll just stick. Yeah, in there. The, the Kite Man one was a lot more like uh, when Batman used them as a mech suit. Yeah. See, with, with that one, it was more like he was taking a cape and wrapping it around, whereas here it's just kind of sticking them into a pile of glue and just pulling them out. Pulling them up, yeah. But I like I like some of like his remorse because he's like you guys didn't have any choice in this kind of like he's he's connecting with them hmm. uh, and then that tapeworm creature comes at him which that was pretty creepy yeah. and he he takes a, his frustrations out on that one a little bit more yeah uh, I, well, again we, we talked about this in the solicits like he's been such a great character clayface hmm. in this and i just if he has a break it's, it's gonna hurt me you mentioned uh, you mentioned creepy. There's a really creepy moment when he's talking to what, Victoria. Her name is, I think, the scientist. Yeah. Uh, 
where she says you have to face things and he like turns his head around exorcist style to talk to her yeah uh, well see I like to think he just morphed it through the back oh that to you be know? fair, that's probably what he did, but it's just in my because yeah. it's a panel and we don't see the motion, it just yeah. looked very exorcistic to me. You know, like mm. I could just see Linda Blair's head turned around. Mm. Uh, but it was a nice touch. Uh, so, so that that was that, and uh, so yeah, so Anarchy basically takes Steph. He's like, okay, you're ready to see what I've been working on, and he eventually takes off his mask as well because she's sort of like giving him shit for like not showing who he is because she's kind of trusted yeah. him so he has to return the favour and there's some nice beats here because he's taking her into the, the subway tunnels that were abandoned and he's explaining that oh yeah these are all abandoned and I bet you'll never guess why and then she tells him exactly why because we had Tim have this exact conversation with her yep. in the first arc uh, which to their credit I remember so they, they planted yeah. that well enough that you know because this could have very easily been something that we'd forgotten, but they made it very distinct when they told us at the first mm-hmm. time that it was completely memorable. It's, so. it's also to do with, you know, it was part of the forming of their base, that story of when, mm-hmm. you know, when we got about all the, the Belfry and stuff. So it was like, it feels like it's an integral part of their, their home, like their story. So it's, yeah. it's more memorable because of that. Yeah. Uh, so he basically takes, so he's, he's got like an underground kind of, sort of like farm slash like a, Refugee camp. Like, Refugee camp. Like a, yeah, like a commune kind of deal. Yeah. Because um, it looks like they're growing stuff too. and Yeah. Yeah, it's basically just a little society that he's developing for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the disenfranchised, I suppose. And uh, I'll admit, I did have a kind of harsh reaction to that last page at first because it was giving me some flashbacks of uh, Arrow from... Uh, See, I thought the same. I was like, I had a bit of a quick scan of the page. Okay, I was like, it's look. all right, there's no corn. There's no... <laughs> There's no corn. You know, you, you know how to fix that. You know, you don't watch Arrow like me, because I had I had none of that. Listen to the snark. Listen to the snark coming off of him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I liked Arrow here. He had the audacity. He had the audacity when we talked about the Green Arrow annual earlier on yeah. to use that. I used to be Rajal Gullane. He only knows that because we brought that to the table from Arrow. Yeah, so having his that's cake and eating it too. No, that's called just ending, Pete. Hmm. You know. But uh, with Anarchy here, he feels like such a generic, like, he's not exactly a villain. You know, he's he's kind of an anti-hero, but uh, I wasn't connecting with him until he got to his whole, Anarchy is not, like, breaking down things. It's It's taking the power and giving it to the people and taking out the system, which is the complete opposite of what kind of uh, Tim and Stephanie were talking about in the beginning. Yeah. Where Tim's like, oh no, you know, I'm gonna help make this better. Yeah, and yeah. Work in the system. He's an engineer that way. We start with you know the, where he's uh, gonna tinker with it, and and uh, Anarchy's just like, well, no, I'm just gonna do it my way. Yeah, and, that, obviously we didn't talk about the flashback. Uh, we start this, the the issue with a, a flashback to presumably just not long before Tim again, quote unquote, died right. because it's uh she's talking to him about oh you're working up the courage to tell Batman that you're you're maybe going off to school and like that kind Ivy. of thing. Uh, so it's a sweet enough scene and it's sort of like him saying oh no we're in this together you know this isn't a one man mission like you know your, your yeah. place is right by my side kind of thing this uh, is the scene I really enjoyed after reading Batwoman because I was reading it like, you know like when he's talking about it's like oh, we should be doing more um, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah he's talking he's talking about a little nervous because he yeah. says he's, what's, what's the delay he says something about building a utopia and it's like mm, that seems yeah, like it's going to go badly that was it, yeah yeah 
Yeah. So. Well, you know, all that stuff is always when when any like dystopian future in like good sci-fi movies, it always starts with good intentions. Yeah. Like it's never people are just like, oh, I'm gonna take over because I can do it better. It's like, well, this is better for everybody, and I kind of feel it's anarchy as well. Here, the, the character, not not the system or the political yeah, philosophy. I feel I feel like the 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 darker side to like whatever anarchy's doing is going to be revealed next yeah. issue though. Like there'll be something about yeah. it that makes it bad. That makes it okay. Like, okay, mm-hmm. as, as good as your intentions might be, you're like potentially killing people as a result in yeah. some other way, kind of thing. Like I, I can well, see yeah, that because thing. he's very much an end justify the means. Like you have to take out buildings because that's what we see him do here. Like. As he's t- uh, the the what are they are they GCPD or no they're Argus agents right yeah 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 because uh, I, th- I think he's holding back because obviously he's in front of Steph so he's not he's not being lethal in front of her yeah. I think he's holding back too. no but but I don't know you set like mines in abandoned buildings you got lethal intentions you know like yeah 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 um, but I get the impression that he knows that Steph wouldn't approve if he if he actually yeah. went lethal in front of her so I think he's holding back to again kind of indoctrinate her to his uh, I'll, I'll, I mean I've not seen cult like evidence yet but I'm, I'm getting cult feelings from the way he's sort of like <sighs> sort of bringing her into the fold oh it definitely feels and we all like know that. that I love cult cult leader villains like it's such a good trope at least for <laughs> me so if that's what he's doing and, and to put Stephanie against that who wants to do things her own way like yeah. that's her whole arc right now yeah i mean yeah. my one problem is i don't know if anarchy is compelling enough to be a cult leader villain that i care about yeah I, well Wait, I he's got a commune of people living in the subway tunnels yeah no, he's gotta I, be... I, i'm like that, that's the thing i'm like how does this guy do all this i don't, I don't know if i buy it that's where the dark side comes in yeah he's taking some shortcuts yeah. oh sure but i mean I just don't. I, I I don't buy that he's managed to convince all these people and Steph so easily. I just, it it's trying to present him as this like real smooth talker. I just I don't I don't I don't quite buy it. Oh no, yeah, and I think I feel like we're supposed to not buy it either. Like there's a sheen over there that's not natural. Yeah, like people say. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I really enjoyed it. That flashback in particular, like the art, because the expressions on their faces, and just like the way that she's filming them. And they he gets also, all worried they about it. Okay. Like, the art didn't wow me in this. This wasn't one of the regular artists on the book. It was. No. I mean, it's fine. Like it didn't bother me, but I, it wasn't. I, said, I did enjoy it in the the flashback, with especially I think yeah. with the colors. The, mm-hmm. There was one problem I had where there was a point where I had to do a double take. It was when they're in the subway tunnels, and Steph's got the flashlight, but wh- the yeah. way it was positioned, I couldn't see it, and it just looked like there was a train car coming towards That's, them. But I thought so too. And I had to really look at it to realize. And I was like, oh, well, no, they just said there's it. no trains there. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's, not, it's not, I mean, when I say uh, it, just, it's fine. Like, there's nothing about it that felt like it was. There was very few moments where I, I was looking at it going, oh, that's a really nice image, or that's a really, like. But it wasn't bothering me at the same time. It was just kind of kind of standard, I guess, is, is where I'm coming yeah. from. I like I liked the flashback stuff more. Yeah, um, all the, the yeah. orange clothes worked really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just it sticks out because obviously there's like two or three regular artists for the book, and I'm kind of used to what those their stuff looks like, and mm-hmm. it kind of stuck out as just being a little bit bland compared to the style that there's usually there. Uh, but see, I, this I, is I, I think how me and Matt felt. You know, when we changed artist in the middle of that the the arc with uh, Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and we were like, it, it's fine, but it's just so it's it's different. It's not one of the regular ones, and it's like that that kind of. 
that's kind of how I feel here. It's like it's it's fine, but it's not what I expect from the book. But uh, otherwise, I think the issue was decent. I, mean, I like I think I preferred the last Stephanie Brown one more than this one. I think that one had a more sort of defined plot with her, like you know, going through the new station and like she had people to save, yeah. and there was more of a sort of like. Whereas this was more about setting things up. The, my favourite moment of this show, though, uh, was definitely the panel of like Batman watching from the distance as they're going in the tunnels. It's like you can just yeah. feel that he's he's kind of he's nervous to actually tell her, and you don't usually get the feeling that Batman's nervous. But I felt he was nervous in that panel. Right. So, you know, so that's pretty good. I need to move this cat. He's getting in the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's detective. Uh, so uh, we'll obviously pick up on those threads come next issue in a few weeks time so that'll take us on to Action Comics 986 Rob Williams wrote this and Gillen March is on art so this is the second part of this two-parter again little two-parter with a different team for the most part before we get to the big arc next month of the uh, yeah. the Oz effect just kind of like Detective it's very similar between the two books and how they've kind of they've set this like, up th- this issue reminded me of the New 52 was a thing like <laughs> big time uh, that's not good nor bad but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, from where we've been with Superman and Rebirth, uh, it might be a weird move to be like, hey, you guys remember this thing? Yeah, no, that's fair. That said, I, there was a couple of moments in this that I quite liked. And I'm not just talking about the oh, ending. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, the ending does some teasing for Oz Effect, but yeah. there's actually a couple of good Clark Lex moments uh, throughout this mm-hmm. issue. Um, I We should ask Connor what he thought. As, as I kind of alluded to last issue... I decided not to read this because last issue, I, I read it and the art literally made me angry. So I decided I didn't want to be angry. And See, especially is... when, I, when, when I was told, oh, there's interesting stuff at the end, I was like, yeah. okay, but I don't want that filtered by anger and rage. I, I, don't, I want to be able to you know, think about it hey, you know, neutrally. I, just, I want to pause the show for a second. I want to send a personal message to David who uh, pays the $30 tier on the Patreon to make Connor read things. Now, it's normally Red Hood. I just want to make a suggestion that maybe next month, March. instead of Red Hood, maybe Connor has to read this issue of Action Comics. Just a thought. I'm just throwing that thought out there. Just a thought. Also, also, if, if you're tired of Red Hood in, in Action Comics... <laughs> Anything by Gilla March now, I know we can use as a weapon because I know it angers mm. him. So, yeah, I think the lesson here is know your ammunition, know what your ammunition is, oh. Oh. know how to load it and know how to fire it, Connor. That's the important like, thing. So we were talking earlier about how you know I, as readers, will fall for certain things and get involved. Like this is how I know I'm a continuity wonk because <laughs> I'll forgive like art that I'm not enjoying. If something huge happens, you know. <laughs> See, I'd rather just when it's like this, when I know I'm going to be angry, I'm like, I'll read about the news, I'll hear about. It. I didn't actually go looking for it because it's like I'll hear about it from you two, and then I'll, I'll get what it is, and and then go from there. Whereas if I look at it and read it and and try and you know decipher it myself. I'll just get angry at the art and I won't think about it properly. I almost want to book Connor from the call for while we talk about this and then invite him back in for the next book just, just to mess with his plan. His well-organised plan. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so we're talking about... Or we comics. just make stuff up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, when Stargirl showed up and saved the day, that was, that was oh, impressive. Uh, yeah, I like you know, usually on a cover, like... So you'll see on the cover stuff that doesn't happen. This mm-hmm. one, Titano shows up just out of nowhere. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. Why is he on the cover? I don't get it. I don't, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, but anyways, yeah, action. So despite the art, like Pete was saying, there's some good Lex yeah. and uh, Clark moments, especially so, because the, the what were they? The, the mind ticks. Yeah. So the you last know, issue like, ended with uh, Lex. Like one of them got into Lex. So now Lex is kind of like not mind controlled, but yeah, like kind of no. red kryptonite esque kind of version of himself fighting. Yeah, Superman. because because what is the machinist? That's that dude's yeah. name. He's like. Here's the thing about the mind takes. They don't make you do anything you normally wouldn't do. It just lowers, you know, those those stops that would make you stop doing it. Yeah, so, so it is like Red Kryptonite. Yeah, it's like Red Kryptonite because yeah. it lowers your inhibitions. So you like anything you yeah. kind of have the urge to do, you'll just do it without thinking about it. Right. So he ends up yeah. fighting Superman. Yeah. What was it, Matt? You, so you had a really good like, point there you wanted to make. That was a good point. It's like it's sometimes how I react on the show to Pete. I know he doesn't want me to do something, but I do it anyways. I wonder. Can I can I just do this on my own? Like, can I do like a one man show? You but, could, but it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> oh dear. No, then I'd have to read Red Hood for the that that tier. No, I can't do that. No, Connor's got worth. Connor's got value. Not much. There you go. But there's something, something tangible, some thread to hang on to. Uh, but yeah, so so Superman and Lex are fighting. Lex is fighting. I mean, Superman flies him into space, and then Lex's suit has like a sort of the automatic kind of like space helmet thing that pops out mm-hmm. which by the way was it just me or was the art very intentionally making him look like dark side as much as humanly yeah, possible that, like, that upset me big time because that was that's what reminded me of new 52 and parts of the dark side ah, okay. where i didn't yeah. like is where our new apocalypse was yeah it was new apocalypse this whole cult to lex that had popped up hmm. and basically saying that he was the new dark side like he was meant to you know conquer and, and be the leader maybe, of new apocalypse and you could you could argue though that's maybe it's more of a reference to that arc we already had in action a little bit ago where you know the like the bounty hunter wanted to like kill lex because he one day would become like the new dark side yeah but not like this this was taking directly from some of that art that was in dark side war oh sure from the sure, prophecy and stuff and and that 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 plot of dark side war i found super weak because it never really got flushed out as much as I would have wanted it to. Like, it's interesting, but... But, yeah, so when the apocalypse... Because it's still an apocalypse, you know, battle suit, right? Like, yeah, the, I, don't, I don't know if the whole... I don't think the whole suit's... Yeah, I don't think the whole suit's apocalypse tech, right. but the... Like, what's powering it? The mother box is actually... Yeah. It's got, yeah. I, I think of it basically like the Iron Man suit where the mother box is like the, the, the arc reactor kind of idea. Right. So, yeah, so it goes into, like, self-preservation mode to save Lex... Uh, from space and yeah he looks a lot like dark side yeah i was kind of i was worried that the omega beams were coming out kind of weird like, no well thankfully they don't so superman throughout this is like talking to him he's like look you actually proved that you could be better like you actually gave me hope that even the the worst of humanity you know the scum of the earth like you could somehow be better i didn't say that exact line but that was kind of just no. a bit and uh so so basically he says oh you're the smartest smartest men on earth you can figure this out you can fight this and Lex goes on this whole monologue about how, oh, you you're not human. You can never be human. We're better than this. Like no 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 one like you could like be the Superman. I'm the Superman because I'm a human being. And any he sort of has this moment where he realizes, wait, this isn't very human. Like this isn't this isn't what I want to be. So then Lex does something really smart. He basically tells his suit to fire everything he's got at Superman on the way down into Earth. Yep. Like, they're they're burning through the atmosphere. He's got a hold of Superman. 
And he does this because his, his theory, which turns out to be correct, is that if the, the suits like firing everything at once, it'll like short circuit the uh, you know overload the the chip. The mind tick. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basically, like they're halfway down, and then like as they're falling, they're free falling, and Superman's kind of half out of it because he's just been hit with all this shit. Like Lex was yeah. kind of banking that he could take the hit, and so mm. halfway down, he's just like, and it's like you know one word per panel as they're falling through the sky. He's like, I am mm. counting on you, and then you turn the page, and like Superman's like holding Lex up. He's like, you know, it's like you stop yeah. the free fall because now, now Lex's suit is like dead. Like it can't do anything anymore. Uh, so he had to like catch him, otherwise I would. Well, I mean, Superman would probably be fine because he just hit the ground and then get up a few minutes later. But yeah, <laughs> Lex would but, be dead. I mean, you, we don't want Lex to end up like Rhodey. You know what I mean? With that horrible splat. Yeah, he'd be splatting the sidewalk. So yeah. So there you go. And it's great because that last image when you turn the page and it's and it's Superman holding Lex like with his arm over his shoulder and Lex uh, Lex Lex is laughing maniacally. Yeah. Just like you forgot who you were dealing with, and it's just it's. These two See, are, are, are trivals, you know? This is why I didn't want to read this, because I hear, I hear that and I go, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm just imagining it. But if I had to see that art, I'd be Actually, angry. the art this time wasn't as... I hate to say bad things. It wasn't as bad as last time, you know? It definitely... Superman doesn't look like this big, huge behemoth. Yeah, I like think there's, last there's, time. there's panels that are fine, and then there's panels that where it's a bit over the top, and that's where it kind of mm-hmm. falls down. But uh, there's some moments that work okay. Like, you know, that's the little quiet moment they have, like where Lex is like, "Oh, I love a win," and Clark's like asking mm-hmm. him, "Oh, are you going to like go and look into like why he took your tech?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to search for whoever sold him this," because uh, obviously there's like this was like a civil war. The machinist was interfering with him, like giving his tech to these two rivals and. Like Lex is going to look into it and find out who gave him the tech and who like sort of put him on this path, and you know there's a nice little quiet moment at the end where Superman's like sitting there with his like he's he's like knees up and he's got his like arms over his legs and he's like ah oh, you know you're welcome kind of thing. It's just a little sad moment. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty decent looking. There was a little bit of emotion in that panel, yeah. uh, and that that was the main story. Uh, but then we have this little epilogue scene. Where Lex is yeah. looking into this this tech and like you know try to trace it back to who who stole it and who gave it to the machinist and whatnot, and he's doing a search on one of the logos that's on it, and then that's when Mister Oz appears suddenly out of a portal, and he's like, delete all traces of that logo all over the internet and all over the world, and you know he kind of just does it like something like Lex refuses, but you know, Mister Oz's tech just goes and does it, and. That's when he said, I'm going to open it up, actually. I want to get some of my, my quotes right here, because obviously there's some big hints here, I think, as to yeah. the identity of Mr. Oz. Because basically, post this, basically, Mr. Oz tells Lex that he'll never be a Superman, that he is just a puny human, and that he'll always be a puny human, and that's what makes us all pathetic. And he shoots off the Superman emblem on his chest, and there's that great final sort of page where he's looking at it, and there's just this big like thing, like this big sort of... Uh, not crack, but like, he's basically blasting. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's been hit with heat vision, like going going across mm-hmm. the across the way. Um, and yeah, but it, it it is heat vision. He's it's coming straight out of Mister Oz's eyes. Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the like, first panel's when he uses heat vision, but like, um, mm-hmm. so obviously you're thinking, right? Mister Oz seems like he may be a Kryptonian, right? That seems kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, but the way he talks with disdain and he sort of like seems insulted that he's wearing the, the symbol 
has me a hundred percent convinced that that whoever Mister Oz is, he is absolutely someone who has worn that symbol. Now, there's, I think the the theories that are going around now is that it's age or L of some kind. I Mm -hmm. think that is definitely possible. Get give giving how he reacts here. Um, I do think Superboy Prime is an option. Um, we we keep bringing that name up, and I don't think it's an accident. I don't think that people like me and Pete who have read all of these major stories, right, and they've involved Prime, he keeps coming up as this Because, to be fair, I could, possibility. See him, I could see him being, like, you know, th- having this attitude where he is, like, disgusted that Lex would dare wear that, that symbol. Exactly, and we know that Prime has had issues with the Luthers. That goes back to Infinite Crisis hmm. and Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it's just, you know, he kind of blames Lex for for the failure to bring his Earth back, and well, that at that point it was Alexander Luther Jr., but not you know. So I almost yeah, Jor-El could be cool, but now you're jumping through a bunch of hoops. But it's if you want to kind of make it fit with cotton, again, I'm a continuity wonk. But if you want to make it fit with the overall narrative that Johns has been telling, then I think Prime, and he's kind of outside because he's from. Our Earth. See, it's from the real world. I think Jor El you know? can work just as well because I think the running theory is that it's not just Jor El. It's not just the Jor El that the Superman had. It's the Jor El from like before Crisis. Like you know, it's like it's a Jor El from a previous continuity who is like right. disturbed by everything that's happened. You know, so again, it's someone who's kind of outside of the, the the realm of things. And so, but again, I think the fact though that one of the covers, one of the early covers for uh, Oz Effect, seems to be hinting more at Jor El. Makes me think that maybe I misdirect, and that's like I yeah, hope so. like Jor El will be a part of the story. Like when when this is explained, like when mm-hmm. it's explained to whoever Mister Oz is, maybe that will factor into the the plot in some way. But yeah. the actual reveal of who it is could be more of a swerve uh, when we actually get to it. Um, yeah. That said, I think there's a lot of possibilities, but I feel like after this, I am convinced whoever it, it is has it narrowed has wor- worn that emblem. There's someone, there yeah. a House of L in some capacity, uh, or someone yeah. who adopted it at the very least. So, that's my stance. Mm-hmm. That's my stance after this issue action. Alright, well, I guess that'll take us on to The Flash, issue number 29, uh, Joshua Williamson writing and Popman, mm-hmm. uh, which, na- that name popped up, uh, and I think, I think it was Teen Titans last mm-hmm. month, uh, and I, I remember thinking that was a cool name then, and it's still a cool name now. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, him and Christian Juice uh, both did the art for this issue of Flash. So that has continued uh, on from of where we ended last issue, where he, oh, forgetting the villain's name, I keep forgetting this villain. Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Thank Shrapnel. you. Shrapnel. Um, so oh, Connor's back. Oh yeah, Connor's around again. Look at that. So you read this one, Connor? You actually read a book? I did. I just check. I did. I didn't forget this one like that one time. <laughs> oh god. This guy. So this look, so far it's only one book I've not read. Give give me peace, damn it. No. Alright, but more coming up. You've got things you haven't read that I have. Yeah, but all the things I didn't read are stuff that I wasn't yeah, in so anyway. Yeah, so Shrapnel blows up those bikers, and it's bad news for Barry. Yes, yes. Basically, we, we start with the aftermath of the, the fight we don't really get to see, which is uh, these bikers these bikers who have been robbing the armoured cars get... You know, they're not dead, but they are like gravely injured. They are taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They are... And... 
I like this issue more than the last one because I think the last one, while it had some good stuff in it, it, it felt like a lot of setup and didn't feel like a fully fledged issue. This one, I'm really glad slowed down. Um, I really like some of the opening stuff where it's Barry like sort of like stumbling into his apartment and like getting into the bath like the, with the suit that's all half ripped. <laughs> And he's and like trying. How does Bruce do it? Yeah, that was yeah, that was some funny stuff. He's like, how does Bruce? Oh, he's got a butler. Yeah, he's got somebody who takes care of him. I'm just here, yeah. miserable on my own in pain. Uh-huh. Uh, which again is an effect of the negative flash powers because he's not healing the yep. way he normally does with his speed force stuff. Well, because he doesn't want to use his powers because they end up being destructive. And I like that this is basically handcuffed the Flash. Well, it's definitely yeah. handcuffed Barry Allen because I- he was already late when he had super speed. But now you take that away, and you kind of see that... I don't want to say he's not a good person, but he's not a great co-worker, for sure. You know? I think he's, uh, he's kind of almost selfish in that situation. He's very self-centered. Like, obviously, he's not because he's, you know, he's this hero, but in the sense that yeah. he's, he's very focused on his problems. Like, here, he's, he's feeling guilty because these bikers got killed, and he didn't yeah. save them. Uh, and so it's all these things that kind of play into that, that he kind of just focuses on how things affect him, but he doesn't think mm-hmm. of how this affects the rest of the, the precinct. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it maybe it's, I think it's maybe a little bit of a stretch to say he's selfish per se. I think, I think it's more of a, a byproduct of, because he's a superhero, and because he so often has to think about what he's doing as the Flash, I think the idea that he then has to, like, put that aside when he's you know he's, he's, it's, it's it's kind of this idea that he kind of looks down it's like no my problems are more important almost because they're flash yeah. related so it's, it's yeah kind like, of like he's he feels above them in some respects yeah i don't think he thinks that way about it though i think it's no, more no, like no i don't think he does but I, but I think that's kind of how it comes across it's but it's more of a natural kind of like uh all right okay yeah there's stuff to go on the work but i can't get my flash powers working so that i can actually go and save people again it's like is it's more like okay, yeah, what's going on there is important, but it's kind of small potatoes, and I think that's maybe what you see here and where he comes off as a bad coworker. It's like I think he just like t- because up until now, when he's when he's been the Flash and he's also been working at the police station, he uses his mm-hmm. speed to make up for the fact that he's missing a lot of the time, and he'll jump yeah. in and he'll yep. do things really quickly. So, so he'll still get everything done, but he'll be kind of you know in and out where he needs to be and when he's off doing other things. Whereas here. He then, because there's a whole little moment where he comes in and he's like, he's handed all these files. He's like, well, normally I'd speed read these in like about five seconds, but I can't yep. do that because they'll probably catch fire because I can't control my powers. So he has to do it the old-fashioned way, and it it's like frustrating for him. Uh, so I I like seeing, I like that this turned into basically the just the police side of him this issue, and it was mostly him with the co-workers, and it was mostly him figuring things out with them, them being pissed at him for not being around, them working this case, who's stealing the, the evidence, uh, which they get to the bottom of. They, they sort of like figure out mm-hmm. uh, it's only blood work related things and whoever was getting it knew what they were looking for. So it's someone who had yeah. access to the files so they could sort of check things properly. Uh, and we obviously end with this thing where Barry goes to check the, the records of who was like signing in to look at them. And there's like, you know, all these like either knocked out or dead like policemen and like lab workers and he's like there's a fire and he's trying to like help them out but he's got no powers and to the point where he gets so weak that he collapses and he's left lying there in the fire but i think what i liked about it is that the issue slowed down compared to the last one literally in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. he's not using his speed and it it let us breathe a little bit in the, the story and let us actually suffer the consequences whereas the last issue it was like okay we're, he's talking about the consequences but he's still doing stuff anyway so it didn't really feel like it was uh, really letting us feel the effects of them. Yeah, whereas yeah. here he's, other than the flashback of you know the, the bit against yeah. Shrapnel, 
he's completely out of costume for the rest of the issue. But he's still doing yeah. some heroic things. Oh, Matt, your mic's good. That makes one. Uh, like still doing some heroic stuff. Like you know, at the end where he's going, he's like, I "Forget the powers, I'm still going to do my best to save these people." Yeah, which, is, still, a, which yeah, is a good moment. Like, it shows he's a good person. Yeah, it's a good moment. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. Matt's whole yeah, he's a bad person malarkey goes out the window. <laughs> well, no, no, that's why he said I don't want to say he's a bad person, but like as a coworker, you can't count on Barry Allen, and now you couldn't do it before, and even now because he still thinks he's going to do things by himself, and I think like. That's the whole point of him being on this commission with the two detectives and the other crime scene tech. Like, I think it's he's forgotten how to be a person, you know, yeah. on, like a, on a human level. Mm-hmm. He's become more than that as the Flash. Yep. And his problems are bigger, and maybe he's right to be more focused on those because they are bigger problems that only he can deal with that these cops can't. Yeah. But it does mean that, that you know his his job does suffer for it at times, and the people around him in that job. He he kind of looks down on them without meaning to. So it's, it's I don't know. He's he's a good person, obviously, because he saves people. But yeah, yeah, not, I mean, I, not, I, he's not he's not without flaws. I, I think he's clearly a good person. It's, it's just he, yeah. he focuses on other things. I, I I think this is maybe examining the effect of that on the people around him because even at the end of the last arc, it's about oh, how has that affected Iris and you know like keeping mm. things from her and all that kind of things. He's in a relationship with the ball. He's not exactly in a great place right now. Um, I mean, the original Wally is about the only character you can probably still go to right now, and he won't be pissed at him for something. So, well, even his speed force powers are all jacked up. You know, like that's not Barry's fault though, so he won't be mad at him. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like yeah, it's not like he can know. go for help, right? So, All of that said, Wally would be like, "Yeah, I'm going to help anyway." He would, yeah, but maybe Barry's concerned about his heart, so he's not going to ask. So you're assuming he knows. Um. Probably because that that rewrote reality as if it always happened. So I imagine that he would know about it just from. Yeah, I guess. But then the, the other Titans didn't know when it happened. Uh, he still true. had to tell them. I thought this was better than the last issue. Uh, this, this issue sold me a lot more in this arc, and I didn't hate the last one. Obviously, there was still a lot of positives with it, but uh, this one felt like more like a full meal to me. I, I think that's what I kept saying last issue. I kept saying it felt like a like an appetizer without the the main course. Like I said, I think last issue I didn't really get like. Other than it just being set up as like, what was the point of this issue as part of it? But here it's like, I get it. This issue is showing the effects of not having his powers on, on the people around him in his job. It's showing how his, his relationships with the, with his coworkers who probably should be his friends because he should be seeing them every day uh, yeah. are not that great because he doesn't spend any time with them. Like when they go to the cop bar and he's, he's kind of uncomfortable. He's like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about cases here because He's not part of the everyday job like the rest of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, no, uh, good, good pretty, pretty decent issue, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that'll take us on to Batgirl number 14. Hope Larson writing and Chris Wilgus is back on art after he had that one issue off. Uh, which is a really good issue, to be fair. But uh, he's back for this next art, which is uh, Summer of Lies. And this is a team-up arc with uh, Nightwing, so we get some Nightwing uh, on week four. So now well. already starting strong, in our opinion, just just on concept. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, we like Nightwing mm-hmm. a lot. We like, we like Nightwing and Babs together a lot. Like these are these are things we like, uh, and we True. have more. F- we have flashbacks in this. We have flashbacks of them kind of in the early days of uh, Robin and Batgirl and what that relationship was like. And she had the grey outfit on, and he's got his kind of weird retcon Robin outfit on, and. 
whatever the plot is here, uh, something that happened this one summer back in their early days is, is the, 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 the genesis of it. And we, uh, we're, obviously they're playing it for mystery, but they're, they're teasing a lot of things that they're not quite telling us. Um, we know that the Mad Hatter is somehow involved. We know that this woman Ainsley that uh, was like a substitute teacher at Barbara's school in Gotham, which again showing you sort of where in the timeline we are uh, when she was that kind of age. And we know that she, something happened with her. We don't know if she's the villain or if she's a victim. Right. Because basically what happens is Nightwing and Batgirl both get lured to this rooftop and then this pair of girls uh, who are dressed like Ainsley from their past say that her blood is on your hands, not specifying who her is, like this right. said completely on its own, and then they commit suicide. Uh, so it's a really dark opening and it sets like, right. both of them off like, okay, what's going on? Like, like yeah, there was a like Ainsley from back that summer. Did you tell anyone about that? No, I didn't. Did you? Like, of course I'm not. No. And they basically they're just the only person who could maybe know something about it is Mad Har. So that tells us that he is probably going to pop up in these flashbacks, uh, which yeah. seem like they're going to be running throughout the whole arc, uh, given how mm-hmm. they sort of start here. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm really enjoying the flashbacks. Oh yeah, I'm digging yeah. the flashbacks as well. Um, mainly the uh, like you know when Dex like that, that line where she calls him a Dex, and she clearly doesn't know his secret identity yet. Yeah, right. so, and he goes, "Oh, you've got no idea." Yeah. 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 Yeah, so he's having fun with the puns. I do, I do yeah. appreciate that. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm liking young Babs in school and like building this relationship with this character and like seeing her go back to like her dad and him being like kind of upset because she's out later than he was expecting yeah. her and all that. Even, kind of stuff. even though she went to go work, like you know, and you know, just yeah. imagine, imagine being transferred from Chicago to Gotham, and then your your daughter ends up missing. You know, even though you're in the police. And whatnot, like it's, it was uh, conveyed well to the art and, and yeah. words and whatnot. Yeah. Because he looks manic when he opens that door, you know. He does. He's he's proper leaning in. He's like, "Where were you?" <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, good stuff. Actually, one of my panels that I really liked is uh in the middle of the book when they go to like Mad Hatter's lay- layout, layout, layer, and God, you are awful at speaking today. I, I don't know. Give me peace. Cats distract me and everything. Shop cat. Um, so there's a great panel where it's uh, it's the, the the cat from Alice in Wonderland's uh, like in the background and like Batgirl's like, just like you just see her eyes and it's like completely dark. Uh, so yeah, and her panel. eyes are glowing red. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. She actually looks kind of demonic, but it's it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that it's playing with the, the whole Nightwing Babs relationship because we see like you know the, the sort of the origin of it and like her thinking he's cute and he reveals that he's kind of an orphan and they kind of bond over it and they have these kind of sweet moments. But then in present day when they're looking up in like uh, the computer uh, from Mad Tower's computer to find out who these girls were, you know they have this like she's getting kind of you know these girls have committed suicide. They've been indoctrinated by Mad Hatter. It's went down yeah. this dark path and Nightwing looks sort of just kind of starts gradually like stroking her hair to try and make her feel better and it's this yeah. kind of sweet moment and it feels really sweet and she gets kind of awkward and she's like okay let's go and see Mad Hatter who's at the hospital let's go do that and I like that scene a lot because it was very complex because it's like on the one hand like they have this this closeness and Nightwing's trying to like make her feel better but at the same time like you did just break up with someone and you just told her you broke up with someone yeah it's kind of it's, it has a bit of a reboundy kind of I want to make myself feel better by you know feeling comfortable with you kind of vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, they have known each other since they were you know kids, hmm. you know, and and sure he you know kind of creeped on her a little bit, but like 
she didn't make a big deal of it you know like well yeah i mean that's kind of the thing it's kind of like he makes a yeah. move because he, he wants to be affectionate perhaps partly because of his own life right now like he needs to feel yeah. as close to someone well, and she, he's comfortable with dabs you and know she, they met on the top of that bridge tower you know yeah well, like, she, that was a thing that we saw in both and she, she kind of, you know, she quickly just sort of changes the subject and says, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dick's reaction to that, like the, that last panel on that page where he's kind of looking after, like, oh shit, did I just mess up kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you kind of, like, I like it because it's playing with the, the mentality of both characters and where they both are right now based on what's just went on in their own yeah. in their own stories. Uh, so it's, it's nicely put together from an editing point of view where it's, like, actually taking in the the events of the, their own books on both sides of the, you know, yeah. the yeah. stuff, so... I appreciate that. It's good. Uh, so, so yeah, they go to Mad Hatter in the hospital, and he's like, he's all beat up, and like, okay, so who got to him first? Like, someone's doing something, and they, they speculate, and again, like, kind of like what we said, is Ainsley still around? Because they say that's a possibility, so they don't think she's dead. So she doesn't die in the flashbacks. Right. But they say, is she the one whose blood was spilled, or is she the one behind this? Like, who? Right. Like, um, I think when we get to that last page, because uh, what was it Matt Hart says? The, the, the red, red lady? Queen. The, red, the queen. red queen. The red queen is coming. When we get to that last page and we see the red queen like watching the monitors and she's like, you know, she's, it's the classic sort of villain. Ha ha ha. I could defeat you now, but I will let you think you can win and you, you right. will feel much more pain kind of thing. Um, her smile is very similar to one of the panels of Ainsley smiling in the flashbacks. Yeah. Right. But for me, I feel like if they're going to show us the red queen here, and we're already obviously suspecting Ainsley potentially because oh, yeah. they are as well. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying it definitely is. I'm saying that there's an intentional choice here that they they drew that smile the exact same because the same. Right. as but soon I as like I it's a misdirect. yeah as soon as I saw it I went that is Ainsley's mouth which is impressive because I've never seen this character before this issue but I yeah. seen that mouth. She's that very smile. distinct, you yeah. know. So they they did a good job introducing her because when you see the two girls that are dressed like her that end up working with Mad Hatter. Another thing is they always go with Mad Hatter, the Wonderland theme. But I liked here that his hinge people were all named after hats. <laughs> like he had Stetson and Pork Pie and yeah. then Beanie and I think Beret was the other girl. So, you know, they always go all in with Alice in Wonderland and they forget, like, no, he's he's a hatter and it's a mind control thing. So I thought that was pretty fun touch. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so no, and I like some of the other stuff, like Ainsley's, like, because I like how they've not even hinted it yet, like, what actually happens with Ainsley, because so far, she, she's she been a substitute teacher, she ended up working with Batgirl, because she's got a summer job, yep. uh, you know, at, at the restaurant that Babs is working at, and yep. she's asked her to help with, because she's, she's, you know, she does computer stuff, she's just coding and things like that, and she's asked for Babs' help, mm-hmm. so, so far, it's just like, oh, they're building a friendship, uh, but where does it go? Like, what, what dark turn it's does it take? Almost, it's almost like she's grooming Babs. Yeah, because right, it's weird to have this teacher pupil relationship outside of the school. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. something else weird is going on. And actually, I really like how it, it kind of played with the transitions between the flashback and uh, present day stuff. Mm-hmm. Because the the flashback, the second flashback, ended with them saying, "Oh, Robin says to her, oh, uh, I've got this stakeout to do, like somewhere over town, mm-hmm. at a warehouse or something.'" And he's like, do you want to join? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm in. And they, they, you know, they, they, they grapple off the roof and they're going to do their stakeout. And it cuts directly to them arriving at the hospital in present day. And it's like, it was just, it was a nice transition. Very good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Arrow could learn a thing or two about flashback transitions from this. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Uh, Joe, one thing I will say that this issue really made me realize, like, I, I enjoy the new suit well enough. I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Bad girl? Yeah. Mm. But this kind of made me miss having an actual 
suit suit i i agree i yeah. i mean i don't mind the the sort of the makeshift kind of low budget looking suit that she's no, got like, now, i think but... i think it has a nice style to it mm-hmm. but i kind of miss like her having an actual suit i like the i, I am a big fan of, i mean i like the gray version of her suit but i like the black and yellow i like because I, like, I, I like this suit that she's got and i like that this kind of still makes feels makeshift um but i do prefer this suit with the cowl like i like the actual ears on her yeah uh, as opposed to this but uh, it's like, I, I it like that character misfit from from Simone's run you know ah uh, yeah 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 who's, who's kind of batgirl but not really yeah, yeah i vaguely remember that yeah it's been a while but so, but yeah. yeah so take take a look at that if you guys don't know what it is and then don't get me wrong though i i'm not complaining about this because i like that this is like clearly the first like little bit of time like, this is maybe like a few months after she started becoming Batgirl uh, but yeah. one of my little moments that I liked in the, the first flashback is uh, like she, she's like oh you hear it because it's, it's across from the field where the cheerleaders are all practicing and she's like oh you hear it like spy on the cheerleaders or some cheerleading like plot going yeah. on and then she has this little moment she's like why didn't Batman ask me to spy on the cheerleaders yeah I like that, that, that for me it was like was Dick just there because he was interested in her, or has Batman kind of gone to Dick and go keep an eye on her? Yeah, that's the funny thing. I could see it being either or because I feel like you know that's Batman it. would want an eye on her because it's those early days when he doesn't quite trust her yet. Yeah. But at the same time, I could see it being I don't know. Dick's like, uh, I'll take no, I'll take that job. I'll go spy on the cheerleaders because yeah. he knows Babs. You need someone to do it. I'll do it. Like yeah. Alfred's, Alfred's busy. I'll do it. But it shows that he doesn't trust Babs that much yet because it actually would make more sense for Babs to spy on them because she's already at the school. <laughs> yes. Right. She has a reason to be there, uh, but no. So, no, I like this issue a lot. I think I think yeah. I'm going to enjoy this arc quite a bit. Yep. Girl still maintain one of the most solid single shipping since since rebirth. I think it is my favorite of the single shipping books. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think it's it's up there for me. Um, I think you've got this, and you've got maybe Super Sons, and yeah, maybe. Maybe another one that I'm forgetting, but like there's a there's a few that are sort of top of the cream. Yeah, there's quite a few good ones though, uh, and obviously Green Arrow's joining that soon, so you know, that'll be up right. There. At that point, then then I have to reconsider. Is Batgirl still my favourite? Uh, well, this is the thing though. Like, do, does it feel more special because it's once a month, where you sort of discount or, Green Arrow a little bit? Or do I get... feel like it's moving slower because at the minute we're used to getting Green Arrow twice a month and it's paced mm-hmm. for twice a month. Does it keep the same pacing so it feels like we're not getting yeah. enough, or does he compensate for that? I'm almost wondering if Percy just was tired of doing Titans and a double shipping, so they kind of knocked it to... That's fair. You know, oh, oh, like they had they had sales-wise, they're like, yeah, we could probably move it to to single, and it'll maybe, still be fine. Maybe he uh, just has some... Like maybe he's going to start doing more like maybe tie-ins yeah. for some events that are coming up, or maybe he's yeah. going to be... Maybe he's got like a, a novel to write or something. Well, that's so yeah, I was going to say. I know yeah, he yeah. writes some novels as well. Maybe he just asks for some, you know, reduced workload. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's all... is, I just, I hope he compensates in the pacing. Yeah. We'll find out in a couple of months, then, won't we? So, uh, but no. So that's uh, that's Batgirl, which is uh, really good. I'm obviously Dick and Babs with flashbacks to them when they were teenagers is honestly yeah. an easy <laughs> sell like an easy for us. Point. It's like okay, yeah, yeah I'm in. It's a softball for us. I mean, Matt's I, yawning, but he's just tired. Trust me. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm really enjoying Wild Goose's art. It's good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, we started with Albuquerque, which is yeah. like a yeah, lot to live up to. Yeah, like a little bit of a step down because... What's Albuquerque? Albuquerque, so it's yeah. not really an insult. 
But at the same time, it's been very consistent. It's, you know, there's been more issues of him now than Albuquerque. So it's kind of like, okay, this is the book's tone now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to to the book's credit, or whoever's like picking the artist, I didn't feel a step down for the the you know last issue that was like the winner. Like that was also very good, um, yep. arguably better. In fact, I, th- I think I might like that better. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at it again. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a whole month. Yeah, I have to compare these things. But uh, so that's that's back girl. Uh, that'll take us on to Teen Titans number eleven. Uh, Benjamin Percy, Speak of the Devil, uh, and then there's three names listed for art on this. Uh, Koi Fam. Uh, Phil Hester and Trevor Scott uh, on the art. So this was uh, the sort of the, the second part of this. No, actually, sorry, it's the final part of this three-part story, which is uh, the sort of the kind of the not the origin, but the the rise of Aqualad um, and everything that's been going on with that and Manta and him going after the Black Pearl, and it basically amounts to Manta. Kind of looks like he actually cares about his son a little bit because he sort of saves him from the big giant monster, and he's like, "Free with my son," and it's like, "Oh, maybe he does actually care." But then in the next, the very next scene with them, he's like grabbing him by the hair and telling him how pathetic he is and throwing him up against yeah. the, the the door because like only his like DNA can open it because he's from Zebel, and it's like, "Okay, there you go." It's like, "Okay, he's the worst father ever." Like he's actually terrible. Um, there's very yeah. few that I can think of who are worse. And he gets the Black Pearl, and that gives him sort of fancy water powers that turn orange and stuff, and he's doing all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> like, from what we saw with the pirate last yeah. time, he just basically was able to make, like, more eel constructs that could hold people down. Like, I didn't see how he could command the ocean. It was weird. I, th- I think that's maybe just because he, he just gets it. I think if I've got any complaints, it would only, honestly just be that he, he gets defeated with it really quickly uh, yeah. and easily. Uh, everything else, though, I did quite like. I liked the rest of the team coming to find him and like Starfire being a, lead- a leader here and like cracking her, her quips at Damien. You know, Beast Boy soaking Damien when he comes out of the water as the whale. Yep. Uh, that was a funny little moment. Uh, so there was some stuff like that, and uh, basically the issue ends with you know the, the, the defeat. Uh, well, I, I suppose I shouldn't gloss over the fact that Aqualad has like an extra part to his powers. He he actually can put electricity through his water. Yeah. Uh, so that that gives him a bit of a, a difference and a bit of an A game uh, to defeat. That's how he beats Black Mana. Uh, but at the end of the issue, so they welcome as a new official member of Teen Titans. Tempest shows up. And he actually gives mm-hmm. him the name Aqualad, and he's like, yeah, you can have that now. He's, he's got his sort of new suit, and he's like, okay, if you need any help, if you need any sort of, you know, water people advice, <laughs> for lack of a better expression. Is that a technical term? Come see me, yeah. I'm free for you, young Aqualad. So, that's uh, no, no, fine. Uh, honestly, there's not, there's not a whole lot to go. Obviously, there's, a, there's the ending that teases some stuff for later, but... Other than that, it's uh, again, it's kind of what t- Teen Titans has been. It's, it's fun character moments with the, them interacting, and uh, Mant is an awful person, and that was fun to see him get beat. I, I do think that the, the fight is over a bit too quick, and it felt a bit easy. It's like, oh, he's looking for this this great power, and he's dealt yeah. with so quickly. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. I liked when when Tempest showed up, and it just it it showed like the Teen Titans has that bridge with titans yeah. that's there you know so they don't they don't feel completely isolated from one another and and then also with with new aqualad with jackson like he didn't need the 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 sword handles you know like 
his his power is completely untapped. And so I like that they're playing with his potential down the line. Although I did like this, the the water swords. So those were pretty fun. Oh, I mean, he he still has them. Yeah. You know, like they're just training wheels, as Damien likes to to, to mess with. But I still there's pl- benefits from not being so Damien heavy. Like earlier issues have been. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy Damien well enough. But yeah, it was nice to like, maybe take a break from that and have other characters kind of take take the the forefront a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, so they also, by the way, they, they, they give him a cake for you know because they throw him a little party for like joining the Teen Titans, and the yeah. cake, of course, is shipped in a big tea because, of course, it is. Uh, but we get a final tease. Someone's watching this. So, some mysterious person with computers is watching this, and they're you know they're wanting Beast Boy for some reason. Is like, oh, he, he looks like a moron. He's perfect. Uh, so that's uh, that, that's teasing something. Probably not for the next issue because the next issue is part of the crossover, the Gotham Resistance thing that's going to be happening. Uh, but then it says in issue thirteen, uh, Kid Flash comes back, so that's that should be right. exciting. That should be fun. Uh, which actually brings me to another point uh, that I get glossed over is uh, Damien get given Raven shit for uh, saying that that's uh, her boyfriend, and she gets all mad. And st- yeah. that, that's probably the most like young teen it's felt. Is like someone's like, oh, you have a, you, you like him? It's like, no, don't shut up. Was basically the gist of it. But she has like demonic powers, so it makes it a bit more intimidating. Yeah. And of course, Damien, of course, doesn't get scared because he's Damien, and he has to show that he's, you know, the the most macho macho of people ever. <laughs> so, but no, that's fun. Uh, bright and colourful, uh, despite the fact that it has three artists, I didn't feel like it was being too mm-hmm. inconsistent. It felt relatively. No, I forgot similar. that there was only three artists on this one. So only, you wanted more. Well- well, no, no, I just, like, I remember reading that when I read through the credits, but mm. then as the week's gone on, uh, till we recorded, I was like, oh, yeah, there was three, because it, it wasn't jarring. Mm. So now I get to take a break for about three books, because uh, we have a nice little run that I'm, I'm not reading for one reason or another. Uh, so first up in that batch, we have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 27, uh, Robert Vendetti on Writing and on the art, we have Raf- Raphael Sandoval and Jordi uh, Tarragona. Or ta- is it Tarragona? Uh, don't know, but they're just the inker. Oh, they're yeah. just the inker. All right, okay. Yep. Uh, blame Diamond for uh, listing them as a yeah as an actual. So artist. I just had to double check. I just double checked it. Yeah, it's just Raphael Sandoval. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. There you go. Uh, so uh, issue twenty-seven. Uh, by all means, take it away. Did interesting things happen? Did Matt get his uh? He's guy fixed this week. No, no, sadly, no, there's a little oh. bit of guy, but definitely not enough. No, like no. I, I, I signed on to this for the Arkillo guy bromance, and then I only got it for like six issues, and now we're moving on to new god stuff, and that's what made me quit Venditti last time. <laughs> I'm not gonna quit because I know a, this is just, only it's just one arc, isn't it? Yeah, and and I liked some of the stuff that they'd set up earlier. But these these golems, I just I don't I don't care about. Like it's such a weird thing for the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. So basically, it turns out these golems they're they're programmed to hunt Orion. This this specific one is is after Orion. And the whole idea was High Father's father. Father. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh no, they're, they're all gonna depose me. So I you know he basically tried to wipe them all out. Any program. It's very the... Greek mythology. It is. With... It's it's the Titans. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the Titans to the gods. That's all it is. 
But he's basically like, yeah, I'm going to wipe them all out and I'm going to send these golems and each one's programmed to go after a certain one. So it's the idea that it stopped attacking because Orion was actually dead. But once they restarted yeah. his heart, that's it. It, it started coming again. Mm-hmm. And they're not that interesting. They're just these big things. The, the only interesting thing is they did confirm they are made out of empty metal. Yeah, and I only feel it feels so wedged in there because of metal. It like, does. because they, they said that they, you know, that High Father's father, who I got to fight. I was looking for his name here. Yuga something? Yeah, uh, where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, Yuga Khan. Yeah. And, like, they, they, they put him into the, the source wall, and it's kind of hinted that when they did that, it activated the nth metal. So, again, it just plays into that map that we saw in metal. Yeah. You know? And, but still, why are they coming now? Like. That's it. It kind of feels convenient. It's yeah. not bad. It's just, it doesn't really justify its existence yet as a story. No. no. And so when, when Orion cuts out a start, like this is, since I've been reading comics, this is like the fourth time I've seen Orion die. For all intents and purposes. To be fair, and, this one was not supposed to be a dead death. It was, it was all, no, that, but, that was the plan. Yeah, yeah, but still, I've had to see it again. And he cuts out his heart, basically. Yeah. And and Kyle, because he's an artist, is able to, to make this theoretical machine that one of Salak's, like the, the head doctor on Salak's, Salak's planet, you know, yeah. dreamed up. And so you needed an artist to fully... Honestly, it. it's, it's some pretty intricate plans by the look of it. I feel like any competent yeah. Green Lantern could have done it. Not... But they're, they're definitely striking in that Kyle's the artist because he calls it him is. out there. Honestly, I think John would have been better because he's the architect. Me, it's like, you know, exactly. golden, you know, the nitty gritty of these things. Well, yeah. And, and Tomasi during his, oh, was it the Emerald Warriors run where Guy had, he broke down each of the other lanterns. And specifically, yeah. he had said that John builds things from the inside out. Right, like, even it, it showed how intricate his, his yeah. constructs are, didn't it? Like, and, like, and they don't um, have to be because, like, uh, Kyle's the artist, and they're usually these big, phenomenal, like abstract things. And right. with Hal, it's just seat of his pants, whatever he can think of at the moment. It's it's always plain. That's what he knows. Exactly. Well, sometimes it's a boxing glove. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. But it's, it's very simple. Yeah, and so coming from Kyle, it kind of goes against Brand. And I get again, I get why they did it, but now you're he has to keep. Orion alive because he needs to keep this right. this heart pump as it's basically a synthetic heart yeah. that keeps his blood pumping even though he's not technically alive and which keeps the golem away so just I know it, it seems like the golem's too much because you see that Hal is just taking licks from it yeah but, but I, not I, I did up. get a little uh, bit of a chuckle when Hal's just lying there asking for a timeout yep but. Like I said, like it's it's the Kyle stuff that I don't think Ben D gets. Mm-hmm. Kyle and Hal are pretty much the two that he doesn't get most. I think yep. he gets John. I think he gets Gar. Mm-hmm. But this yep. here, I don't know why they had to bring up that he was an artist. Like this feels like the sort of thing that any competent Green Lantern could construct this because the plans are there. They just need to visualize it and imagine it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they could. But then it's down to you know his concentration that keeps it. You know, he has to keep it there for a long time. That, right. that stuff Kyle doing is fine, but right. the idea of him being an artist didn't really need to play into this at all for me. 
And then, so in order to find out why the golems are after Orion, they bring in former Sinestro member, Tulobe, which I love his name. It's pretty good. And yeah, he's a telepath. So they basically have him search into into Orion's brain. Yeah. And see, see, see what's going on. And there's yeah. like, all right, where's High Father? Because obviously the, yeah. the other golem's going to be after him as well. Yeah. Um, the answer is with a light ray. And they're just, yep. by the time of it, racing across the multiverse, trying to keep out of reach Fine. of the golems. Yep. And so now it's the hunt for light ray, it looks like. Yep. Because they, they need to get to him. And uh, it's Hal. Hal's, we're getting more affinity in Hal. Yeah. This makes a bit of sense to me, though. Like the idea that, you know, light ray is really quick. So let's send the, the guy who does the fighter planes. Yeah. But still, I feel like uh, I don't I know. Like Hal, Hal probably is the quickest lantern, just in the sense that because he doesn't stop to think about it, so he just does it. But see, this is where if it wasn't Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps, if it was just the Green Lantern Corps, you could put Anyone. a new Green Lantern yeah. that no, we I hadn't agree. seen yet, you know, and it would make sense. And yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's definitely I like the art. Like yeah, yeah, I like, feel nice. Like. The, the way he draws Kyle's mask kind of bothers me, but that's because I hate Kyle's mask, like the crab <laughs> yeah, shell. I'm with you on that. It's like, yeah, I, I don't blame that on any artist. Like, no. There's only two or three artists I've ever seen where that I don't hate it. that mask. Exactly. And they're they're giving Kyle longer hair again, which is like his 90s look, which is cool. Because yeah. uh, it's, it's just been kind of that short, you know, on the top, ion look that he's had. So... But yeah, and he does some fun stuff with the layouts. Like, there's a, the the last page is shaped like a lantern symbol, yeah. and the the one where he got, looked uh, where Tulub's looking yeah. into Orion's mind. It's all like fractured, but it's these mm-hmm. pieces of a puzzle that fit together. It's really quite nice. Yeah. yeah so uh, the one bit I had a real problem with structurally as a you know part of the issue is uh, John's you know going oh every time we cross paths with the new gods he's like oh and you know it, it says dot 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 and and you can see it in the art like he's it's like this whatever happened was not good right. but then we get this full page spread to I assume what was in that last story because I never I, I, this is when I know yeah. I didn't make it to that arc because I do not recognize this it looks like a big yellow fear bomb yeah. on maybe war world yep it's definitely a war world it's definitely you know a synthetic Right. But I'm looking at this going, I don't know what that is. And I don't know why that's here. It's a full page wasted as far as I'm concerned, yeah. because all it does is if you've read it already and you know, you already know what John was referencing. If you haven't read it, then it's mm-hmm. just, what's this? It, it doesn't add anything because you right. still have all the emotion from John before and after. Uh, unless it's, it's like, well, unless he got a prophecy that we don't know about because we didn't read it. Uh, and, He's been trying not to get it. That's why he. That's why he tried to unite the green and the yellow, so there wouldn't be this big giant fear bomb. But if that's the case, they did a really terrible job at conveying right, that. Because the way he says it, he goes, "Oh, every time we cross paths with them, and then dot dot dot, and then we go into that page, yeah. and then come out of it, something bad happens." So it, to me, this is this is what happened in the last yeah. time. That's that's what it implies here. If that's wrong, then. That's a fault of the writing for implying that. If it's not yeah. wrong, it's a waste of a page. Either way, I'm kind of annoyed at that. You and me both. 
Because Venditti and the New Gods, not my cup of tea. Tom King and the New Gods, on the other hand, so yeah. down. I, I, I kind of want this arc to be over. The bright side is metal should drag it away. So it can't be that yeah. long on arc. Yeah, no. there's two issues. No, there's one issue, Green Lantern Corps, in the second crossover in November. So, so this is probably going to be a six-issue arc, most. Uh, yeah, five or six. Uh, that's just about right. But... I mean, we're 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 third through. Uh, I can live. <laughs> it's it's not the problem is it's not really that bad. It's just kind of boring. Uh... Well, that's it. I just you you haven't chasing down Orion, and then it just seems like well, Orion's like well, I'm just gonna stop my heart, and then you guys can deal with whatever it is. And it's like well, how about you be a little bit more helpful, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, let's uh, swiftly move on. Uh, so. Well, I think we'll make these two a little bit quicker since it's just two uh, oneers. So Connor is on his own, going to be talking about the Hellblazer issue thirteen uh, by Tim Seeley, who's on the book for one arc. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Marino did the art. So did this. Uh, like, how have you actually read up, up until now? Have you read the first twelve? And no, I've read I read the first six, and then I kind of left it because I just kind of lost interest a little bit. Okay. Okay. It wasn't well, bad, but it just lost me. So, did uh, Silly on issue 13 kind of pull you back in? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I, I enjoyed it even more the second term, because it's essentially a murder mystery, is what he's doing here. He's got one arc with, with John Constantine, he's, do, he's doing a murder mystery, which is, I think, interesting, because I don't think that... It's probably not, your, what, it's probably not what most people's first instinct to, to do with the character would be, no. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. And it, it starts... Pretty interesting, you know. Like he wakes up, he's in in the room, and you know, there's this clanking coming from the the air vent, and then he's just showered in blood. And it's it's a pretty cool image. But it, it basically boils down to he he gets investigated by the cops because they're like, hey, you know, we we think you might be involved in this because it's come out of your apartment and all that. And essentially, it's just this guy who he got in an argument with the night before, and he didn't do anything. Like, nothing actually happened. He didn't do anything. He went in and went to bed after a few drinks. But after he left, what he was kind of imagining he'd have done to the guy did is what happened. He, he, you know, he talks about how uh, he wished he'd, you know, like, punched him, thrown him around and, like, taken him up to the, the roof and, and thrown him in the fan. And obviously, but then we're watching the police view the CCTV and, that's exactly what's happening, is is him doing those actions. It, it looks like he's being punched around and thrown about and dragged. Is it, is it like someone actually doing it, or is it like an invisible it, it looks like it's invisible. Like right. it, nothing, Nothing's actually there except the guy, but he's, he's kind of making the motions. Okay. And this cop investigating it, she knows about magic, and she knows about John being involved with magic. So she's like, I know you could be, this. you didn't need to be there physically for you to have done this. But we're presented as it, it wasn't him. Because he, he's like, no, these were my thoughts. These were my dreams, but I didn't actually act on them. So it's it's the, the mystery is, you know, is, is what's doing this? Is it something that's kind of feeding off his dreams and then, you know, just acting them out? Or is it he's subconsciously projecting the magic and, and doing it without realizing? Um, but it's kind of gruesome. Like, there's there's lots of just, you actually see this guy jump into the fan and just splat everywhere. It's pretty glorious. Good. 
And then uh, we get to the end, John's just doing some investigation and figure out what's going on and some demons pop up. I like a good fan kill. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I, I enjoy murder mysteries and this is solid. But it's like, like the, the start of most murder mysteries. There's not a lot to go on yet. There's just, you know, the, the mm. hook of what was it. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not a big Hellblizzard guy, so I'm, I'm not really... There's, so, so far, there's not like a lot of magic stuff going on, though. Like, it's it's really just about the the investigation of what happened. Yeah, it's just, uh, there's not enough to really entice yeah. me in to check it out. Um, so, but I'm I'm sure you're gonna. I assume you're gonna keep covering it for the rest of the the arc. Yeah, probably will. Hmm, cool. So you can expect uh, the next issue of that next month then. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so next up, Matt's going to talk about Batman Beyond number eleven. Dan Jurgens writing and Bernard Chang on art. Um, up until last month, I had been reading this as well. Mm-hmm. And last month, I spoke about how I was kind of getting to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to read this, at least not sort of, you know, issue to issue. Um, and apparently, when I went to read my books this week and I, like, almost got it, I was like, oh, do I actually want to read it? I'm not sure if I do. And once you're actually starting to feel that way, it's like, well, you probably don't then if you're thinking that way. Um, yep. So uh, we'll find out if Matt's sticking with it beyond this issue because I have a sneaking suspicion uh, he's not. <laughs> No. So this is basically continues the Damien storyline, him and uh, Terry, and he gets caught on the usurper. He gets mad, or the pretender, not the usurper. It's completely different. But That's uh, Game of Thrones, Matt. That's Game of Thrones. But that's basically the same thing here, you know? Like, but so Damien loses it because he thinks that, that Terry and the AI in the suit killed uh, Goliath. And so Bruce goes over there and checks him out just, you know, because he's taking all this in. He's like, well, I can't have these two keep fighting. How can I stop it? Because now that Damien's been personally slighted, he's not going to stop until Terry's dead. And conversely, the AI suit, now it's in full gear, is not going to stop until Damien is dead because he's a constant threat. So it looks like it's a Kobayashi Maru type of no-win scenario. But Bruce ain't got time for that. Uh so he kind of lets the boys fight it out, and he's going to, you know, hopefully they can stalemate at the moment, and he's just going to stop the bombs that, that Damien was going to launch as part of the League of Assassins. But uh, Ubu's son decides that, no, he's not going to let the League of Assassins be be defeated by Batman one more time, and he decides that he's going to, to launch him. And you kind of find out that Ubu had to... Uh, they looked at him like he was dishonored because the amount of times that Batman's defeated him. And so Ubu kills himself in like an honor killing. And so his Wait, son is always... He commits yeah. seppuku? Yeah. <laughs> because he had failed okay. uh, so many times. And his son, who I can't remember his name, but it's along those lines. It's Koru. Uh, says, my father died a defeated man because of you. And... You know, so he's held this against Bruce his entire life, and he's just going to do this anyway, and that he's not going to let Batman interfere ever again. Uh, and it's kind of that moment that Damien and Terry snap out of it, of fighting each other, and they turn on Koru to take him out. And Max and Matt, are they've finally sunk into where they are with the satellite, which cracked me up with Connor's brother I mentions 
he's been he's been bringing up because it's it's you know in this uh, future brother I has taken over, you know. So it's kind of like, well, why would you Wayne Tech still be keeping satellites? Is this still from the the you know when they did the the future's yeah. end stuff in New Fifty Two? Yeah. Is That's this still that, that continuity? Yeah, because they oh, talked okay. about in the first arc how Terry was gone for a while as right, okay. Batman. Because obviously yeah. that that spun out of that Future's End stuff originally. Yep. And and so after they take out Koru, they go back to fighting. Well, the AI suit goes to fight Damien. And Terry's able to finally fight it off. And he pulls off the cowl. And Bruce is just kind of like, well, no, you, you can't do that. Like, you can't put that suit back on because you, you've overcome it. But Damien tells Bruce, he's like, well, he's strong enough. He's just like me. I overcame it. He did. So you need to let him do what he needs to do. And it turns out Goliath's not dead. You know, he just... Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I feel like Jurgens though, was just like, I can't kill the cool dragon bat. Like, Yeah, that was a bit cruel. It, that's, that's a bit too far, but he was just, you know, taken out. Uh, but the missiles do end up getting launched because Koru's not exactly gone because they didn't let Terry's suit finish the job. And so Terry has to fly up there in this new suit and disable all of the all of the missiles. And he's successful and he ends up falling back to Earth. But as he's falling, Damien gets you know, gets launched from the Batmobile with a jetpack, it seems, or a parachute. I'm not quite sure because the art's a little and catches in mid flight. So now they're one big happy family. And uh, Damien's going to use the League of Assassins for good. But I guess he's going to need a name change. Because I don't think how you can be League of Assassins and fight on the side of the angels there. Assassinate the bad guys. I guess. But that's kind of Red Hood's thing. And that's not okay by Bruce. Yeah, League of... The... the... Protectors? Yeah. Protect, protecting ninjas. <laughs> yep. Man, you lost but it. But like, but I just they, they make a big deal at the end that Terry is like Bruce's son because he says it's okay, uh, you know, to to let your your sons, uh, it's a, it's okay to be a dad, Bruce. And Bruce's like, yeah, it's even better when I have two sons, Terry. And it's like, well, dude, you got like six kids. <laughs> so I don't know why this is such a big deal. You know, you, you had Dick and you had Tim and Damien and Jason, and now you have Terry. You know, uh, so I don't know. It's just it's very underwhelming. It's not a bad read, but it's just like I don't know. There's other things I can be reading and coming oh, up. Yeah, like I mean, I like it's not, it's just not know. a bad book. I was enjoying it to a point well enough for long enough. It was just oh. it got it got to the point where I was like it was it was getting lower in the priority every time it was coming out, and I was just kind of looking at it going on. Oh. It was starting to feel like a chore to have to add it on to the rest yeah. of the book, so I didn't feel like it was important. Um, I could see it reading quite well though in trade and stuff later. Like, you know, maybe I'll go back and yeah. uh, read read a chunk of well, it. Well, that's it. Like I'm. I'm very intrigued still by the Joker stuff that got set up at the end of the first arc. Mm. And I want to see where Terry goes now because now we know that this new suit's a no-go. Like, yeah, he can overcome it, but I don't think that they're going to keep going forward with the whole AI and him having to keep it in check. So it's like, well, is it just going to be more Batman Beyond Adventures? Because if that's the case, cool. But again, I don't need to read it month to month. I'll get it in trade like Pete was saying. 
yeah, that's uh, that's that's my run on eleven issues of Batman Beyond. I hope for the best, and you know, the first arc was pretty fun with the Jokers and mm-hmm. him being matches Malone's son. But yeah, and it's just weird that most of my casualties have come on week four. Yeah, so like, like I say, week four's kind of ended up in this weird week. Because I mean, like I don't usually have three books in a row that I didn't read. The the, yeah. the, 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 the two you have, which is you know uh, a little bit strange. Uh, so. Alright, well I'll take us on to sort of the out of continuity minis and the first one of course we have a new one that started this week which is Nightwing the New Order issue 1, Kel Higgins writing and Trevor McCarthy on art. And this of course is set in a dystopian future where Dick Grayson has decided that superpowers and superheroes are a bad idea and he has basically went full fascist. He, he, he killed the Justice League, he killed Superman and he now runs a sort of organization that hunts down anyone with superpowers who there's a lot of equilibrium in here if anyone's ever seen that movie where all the people with powers are take these meds to like dampen their powers so they can't use them and it's illegal for them not to take that so the idea is that if anyone goes off their meds they have to hunt them down uh, but we learn a few other things of course throughout the issue where there's some people depending on where their powers come from the meds mm-hmm. don't work and those people are basically being frozen uh, in like camps until they can figure out how to stop their powers. Uh, wow, that that has a lot of commonality with the storyline here mm-hmm. from the first issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wait, what? No, 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 no. no, no the- I, I described the plot of this issue. Okay, I thought that was still you're going off of equilibrium. Oh, no, no. So. Equ- equilibrium is in, in that movie. Okay. They take the whole thing is that uh, feelings have yeah. been outlawed, so they take meds to stop their feelings from happening. Okay, that was the only part I that said... that was the only part okay. that was relating to the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen Equilibrium. So sorry, I was like, sorry, that was my bad. I didn't make, make that clear buddy. enough. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. This no, that was the only part. The rest of it was just this book. Um, so we, we see we see Dick. Uh, he's he's got, he's got this kind of army, and he still seems pleasant enough, at least at face value. He's he's going to work. He's he's interacting with his co-workers. He's being kind of friendly. And um, the the narrator's kind of like we don't know who the narrator is. I mean, we do kind of early on, but it's like it's, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, it's kind of obvious that it's his child, but we don't get to see who the narrator is until later. And it's no. totally building to something at the end of the, the end of the issue, and it's sort of building throughout. And it keep, and it has this kind of like sad tone that you can tell the narrator's much older than they were at the time yeah. of the, the story's taking place. It sounds like they've already went through a lot of things with with Dick. Uh, so that that kind of happens throughout the issue. Um, so so we have that. We have tidbits of what went down. Of course, the big thing is that you know Dick goes home for dinner and Alfred's there. So we get we get a bit of the idea of how the world is based through on like what Alfred's opinions are, uh, mm-hmm. other things that are hinted. Um, and all that kind of thing, and obviously there's also hints of like there's someone because we actually find out later on in the issue, but earlier earlier on they're like, oh, someone stole a lot of these meds that stopped the superpowers. Could it be him? And then later on we find out that that's uh, that's Wally West they're talking about. Wally West. I, I like is... that you can kind of you see the lightning on that bit where it says, yeah. oh, it, you know, they show him the image. It's like it is him, and um, we're kind of also going, oh, is it Wally? Like because you, you kind of get to flash, but you go. Yep. Is this is Dick? It's got to be Wally because that's the one that that gives it yeah, the it connection would, to the it story. It would, yeah, it would mean more if it was Wally. Yeah, um, but still, you're not really completely sure. You're like, oh, okay, it looks like there's a speedster, but yeah, like you know, which what, one? Yeah, which one exactly? Um, so so that that goes on, but uh, so yeah, it turns out that he's he's 
his kids to win the rating and it's sort of even the narration kind of pokes fun at it or you can kind of see where this is going and he kind of can at the end because he gets called into the yep. school like something's happened and the big cliffhanger at the end is that his son has just developed a superpower uh, which he seems to have inherited from his mother who they refer, refer, refer to a couple of times to say oh she's not around she's not spoke to us in a while uh, we're in a bad place does he ask about her anymore those kind of things um, and given the power that seems to be coming from him uh, the mother would appear to be Starfire so uh, I, I guess Matt Matt, did you enjoy Nightwing the New Order since we've, I've just went through the, kind of the, the gist of the book just as well when this was announced Matt was pretty against yeah. it just on a concept I level of Dick being a fascist I, well there's that I don't like I don't like my heroes becoming villains that way so like, that's why I haven't read Injustice because I don't, I don't need to read about fascist Superman. Like I just that's something I don't need in my life. Here though, I feel like again, Higgins managed to pull something off because it's not a bad read. Now I don't necessarily like what I'm reading, right? Just because it, I there's things that don't make sense in Dick Grayson's character that oh, I is. get like, huh? I'm just I'm, I'm agreeing there is yeah yeah the he's the heart and soul of the DC universe right and like you could have made this any you know I'd buy this more out of Tim Drake you know because Dick has so many friends that are super powered like look at look at his new Teen Titans with well, Beast Boy yeah, yeah I mean, well, it, that, can, that's what makes me wonder is it like is is this what was it so bad that broke him is like no this has to stop like. Kind of, I'm intrigued. Well, that's that's the thing. When you say, when you, say uh, you can see it out of Tim, you're like, yeah, because Tim mm-hmm. thinks so logically that you can. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think he would, but you can see where maybe he could go down that path. Like, it's a possibility. Yeah. With Dick, it just doesn't feel right. And even, I mean, even the book writing kind of pokes at that. It's like you know, he's kind of always keeps yeah. talking about how he hates to let people down, and you know, it never hurt more than when it was Alfred that he felt that? let yeah, down. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so it is playing with those expectations. My, my opinion on this book is I do think it's a good read because I, I like you know mm-hmm. science fiction dystopian worlds like this. I think it builds its world very well. Uh, it sets up yeah. all its ideas very well. I don't think the issue though, at least so far, it could in a later issue, but at least so far it's not justified to me as of yet why this is a Dick Grayson story and why mm-hmm. it's not someone else. Yeah. Like It's almost like shock value that it's being Dick. It can, like, kind of, like it's... Because I could see this being original characters, and I feel like it would read just mm-hmm. as well. So far, see, I, I disagree on that point. Like, I don't know if it has to be Dick, but things like okay, so we already have expectations of Dick, so we so it plays with them as like you know what was so bad that made him do this. So if this was an original character, we probably wouldn't be asking what was so bad that this happened. But then also, you know, the the moment with the the Wally West stuff, you kind of going, this that was Dick's best friend. How's this affecting mm-hmm. him now that they're kind of rivals in this and. I think there is things already being set up that this does benefit from being Dick Grayson. I still agree that it's kind of weird, and I'm like, I'm not sure I still want yeah. this to be Dick Grayson. I, but I, I can see the point of it. I understand all the story beats. I don't like the story beats though, because again, you look into the character's history, and Wally West is his best friend, and he dated an alien that had you know superpowers, and there was you know Raven and her half-demon side, and they all came together for good, you know? Like, here it's almost like, well, I have to take out the superheroes for the good of mankind. I was like, well, no. 
because now you're becoming a, like a human supremacist. Like we don't have powers. There to me, this is, and I'm not accusing Higgins of this in the slightest, but it's the people that go, well, Batman's a better hero because he doesn't have superpowers. And it's like, well, why? Yeah, I don't and think here... that's the point of this story. Oh yeah, and it's, it's worth no. mention. It's worth mentioning here as well is that Batman's dead. That's brought yeah. up. Right, so yeah. Batman clearly was not on board. I don't think with uh, what Dick's with plan what was Dick here. Yeah, <laughs> and right, exactly. also but... even just the fact that his son is questioning him, like going, "Is this really the man he should be?" Like, he the son's kind of like us. It's like we we know this isn't really Dick Grayson, not how it should be. So why? why? So yeah, I'm interested in where it goes because what would make him go like, well. I'm a superhero, but I don't have power, so I'm still allowed to do this. Because that's even brought up when they're chasing Dr. Light, and he's flying through the rooftops just like he was Nightwing again. But he's dressed in his Crusader uniform. You know, he's like a cop. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. kind of like, well, what's the difference? Like, just because you don't actually have gifts? Like, it, it always boils down to that X-Men, the, the difference between Professor X and Magneto, you know? And, and here, it's just like... Yeah, it just drives me nuts because I love I, I love Nightwing. Yeah, I, so much. It just it feels because I, I I honestly believe that Dick Grayson, no matter what, would never go down this path. And this is the thing: is like, okay, so they're building up to what this big reveal is going to be. Where okay, this is what caused them to make this choice. But I don't know if they can actually pull you it don't off. Think where, there's any? No, no, I agree. There's yeah. nothing that it could be. Like because oh, even, right. even even if he has this opinion where okay, everyone has to stop using superpowers. I don't yeah. think he would go about it by killing the heroes. Like he would maybe try and talk yeah. to them about it. He'd maybe try and convince them that they should make well, changes and whatever. And but... you look on that first page, and Captain Cold's there, and Lex Luthor's there, and it's like, well, those aren't superpowered people. So like, was he just like tired of seeing them fight? And it was just like, it's it's the 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 Marvel Civil War type. Right, I uh, feel like there's mm -hmm. some more context we really need to those first oh, well, pages. Because, also, because when the kid talks about it, when you know when the kid's getting put to bed uh, later on in the book, he, he refers to it as uh, blowing something up. Like that's why you blew it up. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like it was a, the main thing that happened was he set off a bomb of some kind that took out a lot of them yeah. or took out something. Yeah. Um, but and I also don't think he would do that to Superman. Like he gets his name from him. Right. That's it. I think there is a, a core problem there that it's yeah. Maybe, maybe, why why would Dick do this? And I kind of just that's got the to a point, point of the story. I, right, right. It is, but yeah. I kind of I kind of overlook that. I go right. I'm just going to pretend that whatever mm -hmm. the reason they give me is good enough. Just even though I know it probably isn't, and I'm probably going to go yeah. But Dick still wouldn't do that. I'm going to just go along and go. Okay, I'm just going to go with it and see how the rest of it is. And once you kind of just accept that, it's it's a really good read. I think. No, it's all they written. It's just this weird thing where, okay, yeah, sure, some things are playing in a certain way because it's these characters that I know, but I can also see this being a completely just original set of characters in an original world, and it would play almost just as well. A few different things, maybe, like a few different, you know, in a different way in a couple of cases, mm -hmm. but it would still work. I can see this as the start of a science fiction movie. It would just totally work. You set up this flashback at the start where he killed all these these other people because they had powers, and he used to help them, but now he doesn't. Like you, you could set up the core things that make the story work quite just as easily. The I core think. story definitely. I um, think there's like some of the more intricate character pieces, like, you know, like like his relationship with Alfred and things like that. Like this is all played on our 
previous knowledge and expectations. It is, but I can easily see this scene playing without that, and it would still work as a scene. It would just have a slightly different tangent to it, right. but it would still work just as well as setting up these characters because you'd, you'd get that he disapproves mm-hmm. and that Dick cares that he disapproves. You like instead of going, oh, it's Wally. You'd go, oh, who's this? Who who's affecting him so much? Like yeah. it would, it would just right, build it's in different intrigue. questions, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it was. Well, see- Oh, I, I was going to say, Higgins, Higgins has done this with his Cowl series. Because yeah. was, this was the kind of the crux of why did the heroes stop being heroes? Something had happened, and that was more the mystery versus one of them turning and doing this for the greater good. Yeah. And so I know he has it in him from what issues I read there. you know, And it's, and it's good to have him back. And I know from, from different things I've read and heard from Higgins, he has a deep love of Dick Grayson, the character. So yeah. I, I, that's why I'm keeping this open to go at least another couple issues, but I felt so dirty reading it. Cause I don't like, <laughs> no, I, I don't like it's, this type of storytelling. That, that's know? the problem. It's like, I really enjoyed the actual story and you know, the writing and, and I really enjoyed it, but I kind of didn't necessarily want to yeah. enjoy it because it's just not quite right. I mean, cause part, part of me thinks that there's going to be some, ending that kind of justifies it not in the sense that it'll justify that dick would ever do this but an ending that i don't know either retcons the whole thing you know like somehow they fix it at the end Mm. like whatever the problem was well see so you you seem to think that that starfire's son because of the the, their history right well and the the, the energy looking beams that are coming from look very starfiery to me but but see to me that looked more like what raven does when she gets all you know, and, oh, okay. and, if, and if he was, right, like, Raven's mostly human, where Starfire's straight up from, from uh, what's her planet? Tamarin. Tamarin, yeah. So I just, I thought that's why she's not around anymore. You know, she went to whatever dimension, and she kind of just left Dick with this kid. Well, yeah, but the, the kind of same words for Starfire, doesn't it? She just went back to the other planet. Yeah. So, but I'm just... If we're going to do the timey-wimey and maybe this goes back around and gets prevented, I can see magic happening more than... Magic, but we also know. have Wally, a speedster, so there's yeah, definitely there's too. avenues for this to go down. But see, and this is the difference with good storytelling versus shocking storytelling, where we're at least we're not being able to have a discussion about all this and why it doesn't feel right, versus just going... Yeah, well, that's just kind of out of character, and that's not good. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel like this is done just for the shock value's sake. I no. think there is a legitimate story going on oh, here. Oh, no, because yeah. I, I feel like when you set it as a separate mini, when it's not something that's in continuity, you see it, though this is the premise of the book, is we want to explore this idea. Mm. Um, it doesn't feel like it's just shock value, because at least, okay, you're, you're going to explore Even if I don't think it's something that I want to see explored necessarily. Yeah. But, but the thing is, as we've talked about, it's well written. It, the actual and you take out you take out the characters that are actually in it, and it's actually a pretty good little dystopian sci-fi story and, about. And, and also, just you know, you said there something I don't necessarily want to see. That, that's the thing. Like, just because we don't necessarily want to see this, lots of people might want to. Right. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but hold on, wait a minute. That's also a bit of an assumption because how many Dick Grayson fans want to see Dick Grayson in this role? Uh, right. We don't know, do we? we like, maybe some people are like, what no. if? A lot, a lot of people do like just seeing, you know, what if situations. It's like Tw- Twitter you know, people, let us know if you are a Dick Grayson fan, like what your instant thoughts you can, were when you, you heard this. You can kind of look cause... at something like Red Sun, like it's a very different Superman. And it's, yeah, but, but at I the, at the end Superman... though, he wasn't, in, in Red Sun, that, that's, 
No, no, that's, that was... that's the point. By the end of the story, yeah. But at the start of that story, and you, you know, if you're just told the premise, you go, do I necessarily want this? And I think... But, but that's a completely thing. different Superman. That's not Superman going like, yo, see you later, America. I'm going to go and hang out. In yeah, the Soviet key, the key, de- the key difference here is that this is, yeah. this is supposed to be the Nightwing of more or less what we think of as classic mm-hmm. DC right. continuity, who then decides right. to do this. And it's like, well, that's a bit weird. Like... I don't mind, because, like, yeah, if you just look at that with Batman, and say, oh, Batman, instead of being, you know, instead of his parents being shot, like, he grows up without, with parents, and, like, how does that affect him? Mm-hmm. That's maybe an interesting idea. Uh, Superman, again, Red Sun is just, just like, the start. He, he lands in Russia, what if he landed in, I don't know, Canada? Like, where, where does that affect what, where Superman goes in the story? Yeah, keep that to ourselves, we're going to do that one. Yeah, we, we, we've tangented way, way far, far, far off than any Elseworlds just could tangent. Weird. But Canadian Superman is a thing I want to see now, damn it. And he carries a hockey stick, right? Because he has to. Can Superman get more polite? Yes. I think he's basically just the same, except his emblem has two hockey sticks behind it and a cross. (laughs) Yeah. He's the same, except they're better at getting their government to take care of its people. Like, (laughs) you know? Uh, Yeah. But anyways, with, with Nightwing, like, it... It is an Elseworlds tale, but still, we're, we have to grapple with this is a Nightwing that we're all familiar with versus well, cause that's a, where it starts. slate. I mean, the, the yeah. whole point of that opening is like Superman's line, yeah. there's like, Dick, how could you? He's like, I'm sorry, Clark. Like, it's, like, it's coming from the Nightwing we know to oh, yeah. yep. become uh, this. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give us a couple few because, again, I, I like having Higgins back in DC, and I hope this is a bridge that he can come back and write other characters because i mm. feel like he had a lot left in him uh, before... yeah i'm down to read more of it i do want to see where it goes because it was enjoyable enough to read um and part of me is kind of curious as to see how angry i may or may not be come the, the you, you want to know what what is their best explanation like yeah. is it how, how like even if it's never going to be good enough it's like how much effort did they and here's the thing it? if they somehow pull it off if they somehow give me a reason yeah. That I go, you know what? That works. I will give them the credit that credit is deserved. And you know what? This is Higgins' original idea and his like his whole yeah. thing. He must have went and pitched this and said, "I want to do this this mini." Like if he had some crazy cockamamie thing that he's, he's, his end game is so good that it justifies mm-hmm. where this right. starts. Right, you've got to imagine the editor at some point has gone, "Okay, so but what what was the reason?" that's good enough for him to do this. You know, whoever's whoever's edited this and you know, whatever department. Oh, I don't know if he's just gone through the regular bat department. Well, I'm, I'm sure when he pitched it, he had to pitch the whole story. It wouldn't just be the first issue. Right, right, that's what I mean. Like, But when they were talking about it, yeah. like, I don't know if the editor is just the, the bat department editor or if it's... It uh, probably is. And, you know, like, and so that person has to go, well, what's the reason that's good enough? To, and you've got to convince them. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so there must be something there, surely. Yeah, but I'd, I'd point to some other companies right now that also okay things. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah, but the difference is that was a 10-issue event that had, like, tons of tie-ins and other yeah, bollocks. Yeah. And no, I know. This is a 6-ish but... Wellsworld mini. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that, again, that's difference in how it's being handled. And, yeah. Oh, dear. All Just, right. Uh, I'll I'll this out. Art, though. I, yeah. I thought the this art was really pretty, like the art. pretty good. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, like, early on, it's, I think it's the title page, you know, where you first see, on, mm. uh, like, Gotham as that, that big double spread. And you know, it's got like you know, the deep red skies, and it's just like, oh, it looks gorgeous. Ah, uh, yeah. And then there's the double pitch spread of like deck running through the bit, the, the rooftops and all yeah, that. And it's, yeah. yeah. And this this is something that I saw a lot in in Higgins' run on Nightwing, the way he showed Dick's movement. I know obviously he wasn't on art then, but like it's kind of 
he's i assume he's told the artist to kind of carry that across yeah. uh it, yeah. and i do enjoy how he does it you really, really get the sense of motion of of how dick moves. yeah i will give them credit alfred calling him on his shit and saying that he doesn't agree with it does at least help a little bit like someone's actually saying standing no, that's, there. What, that's why i was saying that with the sun as well even the sun's like this this doesn't seem right that he does this and i think it's what gives it credence like they're like he's He's got the support of the public in some sense, obviously, because it's it's gone through. But there are people who are on our side as well, going, "No, this isn't right." Hmm. Hmm. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how we feel uh, come the end of the story, which is the only way you can really judge it completely. But um, it's a hard sell right now. It is. It's a hard it sell. Um, so yeah. Uh, that'll take us on to Batman The Shadow number 5, uh, Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder writing Riley Rosmo on art. Uh, so we're, this is the penultimate issue. Issue 6 is next month, which is the last one. Uh, so, I, Sorry? I mean, it's kind of the last one. There's the, the follow-up mini straight after, isn't there? Oh, sure, it's yeah. the last of this series, though. Right, but it's kind of... It's not. It's 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 kind of one of those where it's, you know, the, the, the just the, the sequence of minis that are all really one big story. You're assuming it was planned that way. That's true. Uh, we have no idea. But uh, so this is the fifth issue, and um, it's basically Batman's dying from his his wound from the stag, and mm-hmm. uh, basically the shadow and him, while Batman's dying, are traveling to Shambhala to try and stop uh, what's his face, the stag and Joker, from doing whatever they're doing. Um, and there's a lot of speculation from Batman that the stag is actually more than one person because he appears in multiple places at the same time, all these things, and so on. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? I, I liked it. It was it was probably the most shadow of the issues thus far because it really focused on on his like method methodolo- methodolo- I can't talk like Pete today. Meth- Methodology. Methodology. Nailed it. There you go. Yeah, is that like he's telling Bruce, like he's telling the fact that you let these people survive means like you're going to keep running into these problems versus the way I do it. But then he finds out like, oh, no, the stag's not just one person. It's like a cult of people. And every time you take them out, you're just making them stronger. So there was this battle back and forth of their philosophies and Bruce kind of getting the one up on him. And I like the fact that Bruce – goes out there knowing like he shouldn't but he's going to finish this story and help shadow out you know because he's the better of them so it was, it was really good yeah it's not bad um it was I, I don't think it was as impressive as the last couple like i was really like into the last two issues whereas this one i thought was just more straightforward it was kind of like we're going to the location where the final fight's going to take place uh we have the big cliffhanger at the end where they actually get to shambhala and the stags, you know, uh, plural, uh, are seemingly wanting to burn it down. And uh, Joker's obviously all for it. Uh, I, I would say that's maybe the, the other small complaint I'd have at this point is that Joker kind of feels just tacked on to the stag right now. Nothing in, nothing yeah, he's in, just there. Yeah, nothing yeah. in this issue felt like he needed to be there uh, for any great reason. But, I mean, maybe... Yeah, I almost feel like, like the stag's trying to get him there, you know, like mm. to be one of them. But we all know that Joker doesn't play well with others, so. No, of course not. Uh, so I just wonder yeah. if, like, in the last issue, we're going to see, like, you know, what the end game is with Joker. If he does have a plan, maybe it's just to try and indoctrinate him and make him one of the 
one of the stags, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, there's a, there's a fun dialogue between Batman and Shadow where Sh- Shadow's like uh, basically complaining that you know because Batman doesn't just kill the, the villains that uh, he's he's soft he's, he's soft on them and that's why he's ending up dying and Batman debates him mm-hmm. like no 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 like you shouldn't want me to be the same as you if you train me you should want me to surpass you you know like he that's how he looks at Dick because Dick surpassed him when he left to become Nightwing he's not just the same as he was so right you know. Uh, so some fun stuff in that way. Um, overall, I, I thought this was just a sort of fine, like because they basically the the travel. Um, you know, Batman's kind of like half dying, but he's like, "No, I'll put the suit on. I'm go. I'm not dead yet." Uh, obviously, there's going to be some magic mumbo jumbo that saves him in the last issue. Because uh, yeah. to be fair, in a mystical city. The reason why he's dying is because the 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 blade was magical, and it's like a like a magical infection that you know can't be cured with uh, medicine or anything like. Because Alfred tries, Alfred tries his best, mm-hmm. uh, but he can't. But it's, yeah, it's basically the journey, and then there's a big fight with them, and then they get through the, the sort of the, the portal door, and like oh, Shambhala's here and it's burning. Uh, yeah, a little too iron fisted. Just a touch I, that's that, what I was just gonna say. Uh, the ending there. Uh, not to spoil the Iron Fist TV show, but there's a, let's just say there's a similar kind of moment. Well, can, can you though? Or you can just save people time. Uh, true, true. Can't can't spoil. Well, shit. Uh, to, to put it to put it bluntly. Uh, you can try, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'd pretty much. I don't have a, I don't have a lot a lot of in there. Obviously, the art's the same as it's been, uh, which is pretty good for the yeah. most part. Other than the stupidly short bat years, which I'll keep bringing up because god damn it. Every issue. Every issue, every damn issue, I'll keep doing it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Too funny. But yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying this a lot. I don't know if I want to read the, the follow up right away. I feel like this is a mini was perfect, and then I yeah. don't know if I want another six issue mini straight after. Uh, it's interesting that you've kind of got that mini now because when I remember when it was announced, you were talking about it. You were kind of into it to having more. Do you know? What? I, I still am into having more. I just don't know if I want to go straight into it. Like, uh, it seems like something that's best served as a. You know, every once in a while, yeah, give me some of this, and that's that's cool. But like, um, I, honestly, I think it's maybe more that I've just seen them at other books that are adding to our slate over the next like couple of months with all the events and tie-ins, and you know, I'll be reading issues of books that I'm not normally reading because they're parts of crossovers, and it's like it's an easy excuse to 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 stop, isn't it? Yeah, but no, because it'll have an ending because issue six is the final issue of, the, of this series, and then, uh, you know, I'll, maybe I'll check in in the second series later. Um, but but we'll see. How are you feeling, Matt? Yeah, no, I'm I'm about in the same place. I mean, I'll probably check out the first issue just to see, mm. but it's not a priority. I mean, this really wasn't a priority either. It just it turned out to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And it was fun. I still think it is a lot of fun. And so. week and week four is a bit later, so it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that because it's you know it's some something else to read on week four. Uh, but with a bit of luck, that'll stop being the case uh, soon. Uh, but there you go. That's uh, all of this week's books. We come to a, a crashing conclusion uh, of this week's show. Of course, with the one thing left to do, which is to do our favourites of the week, uh, which you know, picking best art, panel, cover, top five books, all that malarkey. That is what's coming up. So, as we usually do, we'll start with panel. And I'm going to pick in Matt first for his panel. So... Mine comes from Detective Comics, and it's mm-hmm. from the from the flashback of Stephanie and and uh, Tim. Tim, there we go. You sure this is uh, your favorite panel? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's them on on the rooftop, and they're kind of cuddled together. Oh, the, you know, the very last panel this, of it. 
Yeah, and the sun's either setting or coming up, and they got all the oranges, yeah, and they're just, like, content. Because we know it's only going to get, you know, heartache from there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, like, their last pure moment. It was really affecting. Cool. Uh, Connor? Mine's from the same section. It's it's actually just the, the first page of that. Like the So there's there's three panels, but they're overlaying, like, a full page. And it's kind of mm-hmm. just that that full page in the background, you know, where they're just they're just sat there eating burgers on the roof. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just down for that. Cool. Uh, oddly enough, I'm also going with a flashback, but not from that book. Uh, I'm going from a panel from Batgirl, um, and I'm going with uh, basically when Dick first shows up when she's watching the cheerleaders and she's got a kind of uh, she's eating an apple. And it's just kind of like mm-hmm. ha- she's like, she has this expression on her face where she's like, "Oh, I've been caught up here in my bat suit," kind of thing. Lots of eating food on rooftops. I like that. Yeah. It's very Spider-Man. Well, that's what you do as a member of the Bat Family because it's the only time you have. Well, not, not that's bring up Marvel, but you know, it's very Spider-Man. Just like that image of Spider-Man with his mask rolled up and he's eating like a sandwich or yeah. something uh, on a roof. It's, it's very much that, and it yeah. feels it's the sort of thing that you would never see Batman do. Like Batman wouldn't be caught dead eating in a costume. I, but... I do love that in in the moment you've picked Babs is like, she's so like. Oh shit! I've been caught. She just chucks the apple away yeah, over her shoulder. Yeah. It's good. It's just like, it's a good little beat, and it's what I like so much about those flashbacks. Is it's the it's, it's yeah. their kind of more like laid back approach to it compared to like someone like Batman, where they are, they will eat, they'll, they'll flirt, they'll do. I mean, not that Batman doesn't flirt. He did. I mean, actually, is it really flirting with Catwoman? It's more like a weird. Uh, I don't know. Just like just raw sexual tension. It's not flirting. It's oh, it's that's Mike. My mate. Batflorn, I sure we'll call it that. Batflorn, uh, but that's Something. that's my panel. That's my panel of the week. Uh, it was tempted yeah. to go with the one with the uh, the Cheshire cat behind her. Oh, really the that. eyes. That was really yeah. fun. Uh, but no, I went for the the, the the adorable goofy apple eating moment instead. Um, so yeah, uh, then we'll go with cover of the week. So uh, Connor, you can do that first. Uh, I'm going with uh, Nightwing: The New Order. I think it's. It's a it's a really strong cover, just as an image. You know, does it's quite inventive compared to, uh, like I think it's hmm. got a, it's got a strong theme to it. Propaganda. Right, exactly. It, it yeah. is a propaganda poster, but with Nightwing. But I kind of appreciate that as a cover. Fair enough. Um, I, you know, we often say off when we're picking for variants, like because you know the variant to Batman Shadow is absolutely gorgeous. If you've not seen it, it's a uh, beautiful stuff. Who was it? I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, but out of the ones that we do have, uh, in terms of the main books, uh, the main covers, that is, uh, I'd probably go with Batgirl as well, actually. Um, I feel like there's a lot of them this week that are kind of like mid-action scenes, so they're kind of just like haphazard, whereas Batgirls, you know, you've got Batgirl and Nightwing, and then below that you've got like the flashback versions of them. So, so yeah, that's quite nice. Yep, that's mine too, is Batgirl. Oh, cool. For the same exact reasons. Just the composition of that. It, it looks like a movie poster. Uh, I, mean, I have to say, that, that would be my second choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't, can you hear that dog outside? It's, it's mm-hmm. annoying me. For once, for once, it's not me, people. Yeah, there's a dog outside. Make, makes a change, it? Strip it Put the bloody thing to sleep, right? Look at my face. It was a joke, Matt. It was just a dark I joke. I hope so. Sometimes I, don't, sometimes I don't know about you. It's fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm just cracking a joke. It's fine. I, 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 I hope whoever owns that dog heard you shout that. Then. 
Um, what does that take us to? Art, best art of the week. Yeah. I guess I'm first with that, aren't I? Um, um, do you know what? I, I, not, not, not to uh, diss on this week's artist, but there's, there's not a, as clear a standout as there are some weeks. No. I no, feel like... there's, there's three that I like really like, but there's none yeah. that like stand above and beyond. Whereas last week, I feel like there was like four fantastic options that it was really tough. Whereas mm-hmm. this week, it's more, oh, there's a lot of decent options that are, and that makes it tough. Um, so in that case, I'll probably go with Batman Shadow. Go with Riley, like Riley Rosmo. Yeah, right. yeah. I was tempted to go with Batgirl, but I think I'll go with Riley Rosmo and Batman Shadow. Uh, Matt. So mine's gonna be Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. I liked, I liked a lot of that art. Oh. Throughout, yeah, fun layouts, cool character designs. Cool. Yeah. Can't comment, didn't read it, but uh, Connor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between Batgirl, Hal Jordan, and and Nightwing yeah. New Order. I think they're all pretty, pretty solid, but none are above and beyond, like, like I was saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no, you know, clear like fantastic standouts this week. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Hal Jordan. I think I think, I think the the layouts push it over the edge compared to the other two. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, I guess that takes us on to top five books of the week. So, Matt, what is your top five? So, so number one, Batgirl. Number two, Tech. And this is where it gets a little more difficult. Uh, I guess number three would be Batman Shadow. Four, Flash, and five, Nightwing New Order. Yeah. Joe Connor. Batgirl, Tech. Uh, I'll go Nightwing, New Order, Flash, Hellblazer. Cool. Uh, we've got a string of unanimous books recently because I'm also putting Batgirl at number one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like we went for a long time without any. and then Yeah, and there's been a cluster of them all pretty close together, but... Oh. So, Batgirl number one, Detective at number two, so the yeah, anime's number two as well, where that happens yeah. as well, one and two are all the same. Uh, then it does get a little bit wackier, I'll probably go with the Flash at number three, and, mm, then Nightwing New Order at number four, I think, and then Teen Titans at number five. There cool. you go. That's, 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 that's weird this week because like I think we all read some different books you know after the first few so it was a kind of a weird mix mm-hmm. of different things I'd at the say bottom. that there's one and two we were all pretty like we're in agreement that we, yeah. we all read those and they were the best and I then we kind think, of fractured off after that that's our bias towards Barbara and Stephanie so <laughs> there's a Batgirl bias here so possibly it, it, and I'll own to it yeah yeah <clears throat> oh dear um so I guess that wraps up the show this week. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, before I do my outro stuff, I should tell you what's coming next week. I usually do that. It's going to be a short not, list, not admittedly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. coming next week, <clears throat> let me clear my thought. Big long. Let me prepare myself for this. Wonder Woman number twenty nine, Supergirl Annual number one, and All Star Batman number. I don't have it written down. Thirteen. Thirteen. There you go. The glorious neon cover. So. Three books. Me and Connor are both reading Wonder Woman. 
There uh, are some of the, the Kirby specials as well, like the, the, the Dark Side one. There is, yeah. We may end up reading some of those to uh, uh, sort of fill things out, and given that we've got the opportunity. Uh, of course, we're doing Green Arrow uh, Year One uh, as, the, as the trade that was voted for for the patrons, so, you know. So we've got stuff to talk about. It is worth mentioning, Matt will be missing out on next week's episode. Uh, family commitments have taken him away from us, which is yep. a shame. Uh, but, I mean... On the one hand, it's like, okay, you're not missing a lot because it's a fifth week and there's hardly anything out. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but there's hardly anything out. We kind of need more banter. But and, uh, and also, I know this is just other companies' books, but but Black Magic's out again next week, and I'm so excited. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, just that, I've just seen it out next week because I thought it wasn't out until September, and I've just I've just seen it, and and now I'm happy. Yeah, please. We should reference. I'm easily though, pleased for bringing up an on DC book. Uh, in the list for next week. I feel like that's that's shady. You should have seen, all right, should have seen all right. me you, two you, weeks you... ago. <laughs> I had two Jason Aaron books come out on the same day, so I was I going mean, te- Technically, mm. there is a Red Hood annual next week as well, if you want to do that, the... Pete. If you, if you want more some stuff to read. Oh, no, oh no, 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 no. I, I would rather sit here and talk about something random than read the Red Hood annual. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, but, so it's going to be a weird... Pete, it's got Red Hood it, annual. <laughs> No, I'm okay. I'm okay, thanks. Uh, so it's going to be a weird, weird, weird episode next week, uh, but I'm sure we'll have some fun and we'll make uh, good of it. Um, given that we will have a bit more time than usual and we won't be running like two plus hours uh, just in books alone, if you do want to send us in some questions on Twitter or anything like that, uh, and assuming they're, they're decent and not stupid <laughs> um, uh, and somewhat relevant, I mean, they'll have to be strictly DC necessarily, but, you know, comic book or, you know, comic book movie yeah. related uh send them send them in on twitter at dc comics podcast uh is what it is uh and maybe we'll answer a few of those if we get some good ones in so you can do that and uh, like subscribe all that stuff helps us out if you do that uh get us on twitter like we said at dc comics podcast uh, if you want to support us you can go over to patreon.com slash tv obviously there's some bonuses for all the other stuff we do on the youtube channel but obviously there's some core dc uh podcast stuff um, there's a monthly bonus episode in fact, if I, I'll just announce right now me and Connor have decided on what the next uh, monthly episode that's exclusive to Patreon in the $5 tier uh, me and Connor are going to be reading and discussing Justice uh, by Jim Kruger and Alex Ross so that's what's coming up in the next monthly episode uh, so you can look nice. forward to that Yeah, uh, there's also something really obvious we're doing for October I'm not going to tell you what it is but you can probably guess you can probably guess what it may be because it's October. That's all I'm saying. I'll let that lie. Uh, so you can look forward to that, uh, and obviously you get to vote on the trade or graphic novel that we do in the fifth weeks, uh, which obviously we're, we're doing next week. So um, That is us. Obviously the next one of those will be in November, because that's the next time we have a fifth week. But on that, you can get us individually on Twitter. Um, I'm at Wibble89. Matt, where are you on Twitter? At MattofSteel57. And for some reason you want to talk to Connor on Twitter. Connor, where are you? I talk about all sorts of interesting things on Twitter. You can find me discussing and breaking down the new Taylor Swift song at Connor Ryan 94. <laughs> well, okay, with that said, uh, I guess that wraps up this week's show. So, uh, Twitter's, Patreon's, likes and subscribes and all that bollocks. Yeah, I've, I've said everything. That's, it's been a hard part. Like, I've been speaking wrong. Like, English has not been my, my strong suit this week. Uh, it, this is just a, a summation of the, the shambles that it's been so far it's a summary of the chaos 
uh, you know, the lack of order, like, you know, like, you know, future fascist Nightwing would want, like, it's just been all over the place. So with that said, guys, thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics and all that jazz. Uh, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. I'm not drunk, I swear. Thank you.